0: 10 hours of entitled parent stories sit back relax and let's get straight into this my parents checked my bank accounts because i didn't answer in three hours okay backstory i moved across the country for school and i'm 19 years old I grew up in a super religious controlling and abusive home because of this I felt that every time I made a big decision I'd be ridiculed for not including my parents in the discussion There's also a lot of mistrust and trauma from my parents too So that only adds to me being slow to tell them about decisions I make on my own I also have a job. So I've been earning my own money now onto the story I've been in a long-term online relationship with my partner for two years My parents were not aware of this relationship and even if they were I imagine they would have disowned me because my partner is non-binary My parents were the transphobic religious type. Anyway, there was an opportunity to meet my partner in person over a break I bought myself a ticket to go to where my partner lived about six hours train ride away before this my partner and I had been facetimeing for months and we knew that we both weren't catfish The plan was set and I traveled and met my partner in person and it was amazing The entitlement comes in the day after I meet my partner Side note, I didn't explicitly tell my parents I was going because they never asked I also didn't want a wave of questions that I knew were going to be far too intrusive My dad had texted me asking what I was doing at around 7 my time I saw it, but decided to ignore it because I was having a good time with my partner at around 10 I get several texts from my dad telling me to call him now I was concerned and annoyed. So I went into the bathroom and answered. Hello. Hi, where are you right now? I gave him the name of the college town. I feel like you're lying to me. My heart literally sank to the floor What makes you say that because your bank statements say you're in another city? where my partner lived i was stunned i knew my dad was very controlling but i didn't think he'd look at my bank statements for my location the rest of the conversation continued with my parents basically yelling and crying at me for not telling them about this decision they also asked for a lot of intruding information about my partner i'll admit I lied about some things but the phone call was littered with guilt tripping and blaming me for destroying our trust when i hung up after getting beat down verbally i went to my partner and cried i ended up cutting my parents off because this was the last straw honestly guys stories like this i just feel so sorry for op what more can i say other than you're in such a bad situation Nella? well done for getting out when you could like it's just horrible the person you love Or the person that you want to be with not being accepted by your family. How horrible is that? Hey, I tell you what you definitely should do change your passwords to your bank account immediately You cannot have your dad being able to access that and therefore knowing where you are and what you're spending money on That is so intrusive and so controlling get that changed, please And now moving on to our second entitled parents post entitled mum grabs my arm to tell me drawing on yourself is harmful and satanic I was talking about tattoos with my husband when my subconscious unlocked this gem of a memory the other day. This happened midway through my high school years. I've always been an artsy girl with the social skills of a cat. Nice one minute, but a total butthole the next. That's when I'm able to be social at all if my anxiety would allow it. One of my favorite forms of art is tattooing. And I used to draw on my arm, legs, and feet with a sharpie at least once a week. I've always been a nerdy goth girl, so my designs would look gothic with a touch of gamer and anime themes At one point, I learned about henna tattoos and fell in love with the style So I'd do a hybrid of henna and gothic, which was the style I had on my hand and arm at the time of this story This happened at a corner store that was at the entrance of my apartment complex I would always get a quick snack and some juice from it after getting off the bus with some friends But this day, I left my money at home So I ran home and headed there by myself. I walked past these ladies One was sitting in a chair and kids that were outside the store talking. I said hi Excuse me as I went around them to go into the store. They even said something along the lines of Oh, how sweet young kids aren't polite like that these days as I went in I get my stuff and come out to the lady that was sitting and I went to smile and nod When she looks me over and noticeably frowns one thing I forgot to mention is that I live in an area That's been dubbed the holy city because of the amounts of churches in the area And being goth was always looked down on by religious people long before I even came into this world So I thought that her frown was because of my all-black clothing and intended to walk by quickly before she said something when she freaking grabs my arm She then went on and said you shouldn't do this to your body drawing satanic symbols and all this garbage is bad for your soul What was so satanic that this lady thought it was appropriate to grab a minor over A rose with vines that led to my fingers and wrist that switched to a henna design I tried to pull away saying it's not satanic. I just do this for fun but she gripped my arm saying Well, you still shouldn't do that because the markers are toxic I had to stop my kids from drawing on their skin too before the ink got through their skin and into their bloods It's just as bad as real tattoos, which is a sin I was getting anxious at this point because unwanted physical contact is a big no for me But surprisingly instead of my usual people pleasing remorseful self This lady brought out the female dog in me that day and I pulled away saying listen I use non-toxic markers and a freaking rose isn't satanic. You aren't my mum lady. I stormed off as she screamed out, you're gonna go to hell, which wasn't the first or last time I'd be told that. So I brushed it off. I'll tell you what guys, how boring, right? Answer me this, must your life be for your only form of entertainment to come from picking on minors who have chosen to draw something on their skin? Like, what a boring life you must live. Seriously, do something more interesting? Do a crossword or something? Go and walk your dog? Don't just pick on random people for the sake of it, why? I mean, look, come on, I respect this lady's religion, I really do, but, but why is she saying that a tattoo is satanic? The last time I checked, it isn't. Just a bit of ink in your skin. Really, you're gonna complain about that? Go away. Entitled co-worker, Too good for gift card So as christmas is approaching my work before I started working there used to buy everyone booze for christmas Now because it's too complicated to get everyone's favorites They started handing out gift cards for 30 pounds for asda a major uk supermarket So people could buy what they wanted instead now. We also get a yearly bonus as well Usually between five to ten percent depending on how well we've done within certain aspects of our jobs So today they give us our gift cards Everyone was happy with it apart from a temp who's been there since november the 1st He started ranting and raving about how it wasn't enough. Why would I want this screw big corpse, etc So he goes and makes his big statement and goes and pins his gift card to the notice board Storming off shouting that anyone can have it if they're dumb enough to support these monsters So me and a guy that I work with took it and went to asda and lunch and bought £30 worth of food for the food bank that our work donates food to every Christmas. Well, we've just been sat in the break room, and this co-worker has just been in to get his gift card back, and is now fuming that someone has stolen his gift card off the notice board. Not sure what he was expecting when he said that someone can take it Yeah, I mean bit of a weird thing to do in the first place You're getting a free 30 pound voucher to buy whatever you want from a supermarket Just use it but then once you say no, I don't want this anyone can use it screw big corporations I don't care you gotta at least stand by that you can't come running back to it Like what was the point in the first place of making that big speech and pinning it to the board and saying somebody please take it I'm not using it if you're gonna want to come back and use it eventually Embarrassing that's what it is. Yeah, I'll tell you what though The money was definitely spent on a better person than the temp. That's for sure And now moving on to our final story of today's episode rank has its privileges It was the week before christmas and I was flying home to new jersey from a business trip to california When I got to the departure lounge, I ran into an old friend from high school He was a first lieutenant in the army coming home on leave He said we should ask the gay agent to switch our seats so we could sit together I said I can do better than that. I was traveling so much for my job that I had tons of frequent flyer miles. I cashed them in and upgraded both of us to first class. we just settled into our seats when an air force major and his wife entered the plane and approached my friend. Lieutenant, are you traveling on orders? No sir, I'm going home on leave. Is this guy traveling with you? Maybe he thought we were a couple. This was before Don't Ask, Don't Tell. Not really, sir. We're old friends and just happen to be on the same flight. Did you and your friend get upgrades to first class? Yes, sir, we did. Well, you're in our seats. My friend produced his boarding pass, which showed he was in his assigned seats. The major explained that regardless of the boarding pass, as a senior officer, he and his wife were entitled to the first class seats and we would have to move. That was when the flight attendant came over and asked what the problem was The major said that he had asked the gay agent for an upgrade and was told that none were available But now he sees that they upgraded a lieutenant and this civilian as a superior officer Regardless of branch of service. He had priority and was claiming those seats the flight attendant said gentlemen, please stay in your assigned seats Major, please proceed to your seats in coach. You are blocking other passengers. The major started arguing about rank and military protocol. He claimed he had the right to order the lieutenant out of his seat. It's never been clear to me how this clown thought he could order me to do anything. The flight attendant asked him again to take his seat, and he kept arguing. Finally, she said, If you're so concerned with rank, I will get the pilot. He's a colonel in the Air Force Reserve. And i'm sure he'll be happy to order you to exit the plane and discuss this with the gate agents The major stared at her for a moment then realized she wasn't bluffing before moving to his seat He demanded my friend's name and unit so that he could report him now I don't know if he ever did but my friend never heard another word about it I tell you what guys. I really hope that this isn't a thing I mean surely you don't have to listen to your superiors at all times even when you're not actually working like this guy's on leave has paid i know op has paid but theoretically he has paid for an upgrade or whatever it's got nothing to do with the army or the military it's his own upgrade yet this bloke still thinks that he's in a position to take it off him because he's at a superior rank it can't work like that can it surely like i'd go as far to say that there's no way it can possibly work like that and for that reason alone this bloke deserves to be reported for trying to abuse his power like look if you guys know about this please do comment down below enlighten me i clearly don't know and i'm interested but surely it can't work like that. Come on, that's ridiculous. Fair play to the flight attendant for sticking to her guns, and it's cool that the pilot was a colonel or whatever, but say he wasn't and say it was just a normal pilot, would this guy have continued to pester and say, No, I'm your superior, give me the seats, even though they pay for them or, you know, use the air miles on them? Insane. Entitled parents seem to use my social media as a public ego stroking zone. For some backstory, I have struggled with eating disorders for as long as I can remember. It started when I was 10, and I told my parents I thought I was fat, I wasn't. They actually agreed though, and happily put me on the Atkins diet. For eight years, they tracked my food, and I had to write everything I ate down in a notebook in the living room that they would peruse at their discretion. Because of that, I suffered from serious malnutrition that led to epilepsy and thyroid problems. It's been extremely traumatic, obviously, and a lot of work for me to get better. Of course now I have binging issues. So my weight is higher than ever cut to yesterday I make a post on facebook talking about how men should know how to cook Because the only men i've been able to tolerate could feed me now. This is obviously a joke I would like to think that's obvious, but hey just in case my mother posted immediately You were fed by a man growing up great job opie's dad and tagged my father my father who pointed to my butts and said it was getting fatter who told me he could hear me grunting because of my fat body when i was underweight who laughed at me pulling my pants up over my guts when I sat down. And my mother who forced me to strip naked in front of her every morning and get on the scale. I was terribly triggered by her comments and ended up deleting the whole post. It was so upsetting. I know I should cut them off. Their abuse is limitless but it's so hard to and the worst part is they think they're so freaking great and i'm just their awful daughter who doesn't love them like i should i'm not sure why i'm posting this other than just to vent well op it's clear that you've been suffering with this for a very very long time now i mean pretty much your entire life your parents i mean it's pretty obvious to say but they're not nice people this is abuse and um yeah it's about time that you posted and vented about it online and let people hear about it look i know you even say in your own post that it's going to be so to cut them off and you know that you should but i think at this point like what benefit have you actually got from them being in your life other than them just triggering you again and again it's still going on now even now that you're an adult and you're still getting triggered by these people at this point it's gotta stop surely get them gone to be fair there's actually a great comment here which i completely agree with block them from your social media accounts to stop their online abuse of you then go low contact with only you deciding when to communicate with them This might help you gain more control over your own life and end their abusive control. Best of luck. Now moving on to our next story. How my partner's lack of safety standards in a kitchen almost got my hand sliced open by multiple sharp objects over months and almost burned my leg on a 200 degrees oven. Back in high school, I took home economics and you were assigned a partner to work with on your cooking station. I was assigned to work with Lauren. Now, Lauren was an unpleasant person in general. She was rude, disrespectful, would always backtalk, dismissive, bratty, and unremorseful. In other words, a laundry list of reasons that made her unlikable. Now, I didn't actually have to deal with her often, but when I did, oh boy, did she make it a rollercoaster ride of pain. She clearly taken the class, thinking that it would be easy and that she could coast through, getting a qualification at the end turns out you actually had to work novel idea i know and there was more to it than just wasting school produce on mediocre recipes you had a real exam to pass that would dictate your ability to go and get a more advanced home ec qualification now she wasn't interested fine Don't be but the amount of times she purposefully sabotaged my dish or my prep are too many to count I never returned this favor no matter how tempted I was because i'm not a complete idiot Despite that the main thing that I didn't like about her in this particular class aside from her degrading attitude Was that she had no sense of kitchen safety Even after it was explicitly explained to her by not only our teachers, but also myself that you couldn't do a few things that I considered to be common sense, such as leaving things like knives and can lids in the sink without telling me. These were sharp and could cause some serious damage to whoever washed the dishes, i.e. me. Two, you don't open the -the near-the-floor hot oven door without telling the person at your feet. This could seriously burn someone. Three, you don't just leave that hot oven door open for someone to walk into. And four, Follow rules number one to three. She managed to break rules one to three within 15 minutes of them being set. And this went on for months. There was a good number of instances I could have been seriously sliced or burned because she still left sharp utensils in the sink and just couldn't be bothered to pay attention to anyone but herself. I once reached into the soapy water thinking I'd grab a fork, only to realize that when I pulled it out, it was a kitchen knife blade side to my palm. If I hadn't been cautious because I knew she did this, it could have ended up in a hospital visit. These were not blunt knives. Another time, I nicked the tip of my finger through the same process. That's not counting every minor injury from graters and vegetable peelers, which I also couldn't see under the water. Not including bumping into me with one, a pan of boiling water, which splashed on me. And two a piping hot metal tray which partially burned my arm and blistered and left a perfectly straight scar That is still very visible on me today Oh, and when I brought these injuries up she told me to f off The final incident that pushed me over the edge was that she opened the oven door without telling me directly onto my legs If i'd been even a step to my right at that time a 200 degree steel oven door would have gone into my knee-high sock and my flesh fusing them together at this point i was so concerned about my safety i told my teacher that i'd like to move stations and thankfully because she liked me as a student she said it was fine i was shifted and never had to deal with lauren again but what the hell how entitled and self-involved do you have to be to almost cause an a visit and have no regret whatsoever this just came back to my mind recently and it seemed to belong here uh, yeah, it definitely belongs here. Jesus. <laughs> That's ridiculous surely somebody like this should just not be allowed to do home economics because look there's a limit to this Right people can be bad at cooking and I get that but at at some point you have to think about people's safety I don't know i've never done home economics before you guys that have done it in school or whatever Please let me know Is there like a certain safety procedure that you have to go through at the very beginning of the entire class and surely at that point Some people like this person. Yeah, it's probably very rare But the, the teachers must see that there are people that exist like this person that just have no common sense No appreciation for safety in general and they're actually going to be endangering their class and therefore they're not allowed to be on the course Does that not happen? Like yeah, it's bad that all this stuff happened in the first place But surely this person just shouldn't have even been allowed on the course It's mental opening a hot oven onto someone's leg and not caring like that's that's a problem That's a bit of a red flag for me. I'll be honest. Yeah, like this comment says right here Where was the teacher during all of this? If safety lessons are presented then safety should be enforced. I completely agree Yeah, and this is actually a great point woodshop was also a dangerous environment And i've seen students ejected when warnings fail to alter behavior exactly the same I didn't do home economics, but I did do dt people were chucked out of that lesson all the time for the smallest things They weren't even that dangerous, but you know safety was the number one priority as it should be in this surely I'm saying surely a lot but come on surely and now moving on to our third entitled people story entitled Mum thinks the er is a hotel so little disclaimer to start guys this story took place before covid but in the middle of flu season when i did one of my mandatory internships at the hospital i used to help out at the er after hours from time to time because they were understaffed and were happy to have another helping hand It was flu season and the hospital was packed. It was a particularly busy day because there had been two major and several minor car accidents, icy roads. Ambulances were waiting in line for 45 minutes plus. We didn't have any chairs left in the waiting room, chairs from the staff's rooms included. All stretchers and beds were occupied and some had to be placed in the corridor. Everybody was running trying to keep up with the workload qr entitled parents This very hysterical mum brought her daughter to the er because she had a bellyache Of course, I couldn't tell for sure, but it seemed like the daughter was a bit overdramatic The whole thing seemed a tad theatrical but fair enough. They were placed into one of the cabins The daughter was thoroughly examined vitals were checked and ultrasound done blood was drawn mother bear was pacing up and down the cabin in hysterics the good news came in the daughter had an upset stomach at worst she was recommended a heating pad and some tea we expected the duo to be relieved but they seemed a tad disappointed but okay whatever the attending nurse and i looked at them expecting them to leave the desperately needed cabin and the obviously overflowing er when it became increasingly obvious that both were not planning to do so anytime soon the nurse politely asked them to the mother glared at us in shock um excuse me my daughter needs to rest let her sleep here she should be observed by professionals she's fragile you know i could tell that it took the nurse a lot not to start screaming or crying or both she calmly explained that we needed the cabin because we had to care for a lot of very sick patients that were still waiting some visibly in pain but my daughter is sick all these procedures were very exhausting for her she needs rest she needs this bed let her sleep for god's sake the mother started a monologue about why her oh so sick daughter deserved the bed and needed to stay we then decided to get the head nurse and a doctor they most definitely had better things to do than listen to a mama bear's complaints who threw them out politely but with emphasis Cue a lot of tired head shaking among staff members. And there we go, guys. I think I've saved the worst story for last. There are literally people in ambulances, possibly dying, who knows, but they've been involved in major accidents, or at the very least, they're gonna be more sick than this girl, desperately waiting to get into one of these cabins and get seen to by a doctor. Yet, no, your daughter needs to rest after a tummy ache. I mean, seriously, are you you not able to rest at home? What is so bad about your house that you cannot rest in it? That's a good question. I don't really know what more to say other than, like, how selfish can you be? Your child has been checked. I'm not gonna lie. Very extensively given that there is such a demand for for and doctors The fact that your child has been seen to to such an extent is is very impressive Some would argue that it was unnecessary in the first place for just a belly ache But hey, who knows maybe it could have been bad but still ultrasounds vitals blood was drawn Like that's everything you need to know that your daughter is absolutely fine at that point You should be relieved. Like what are you going in there for? Do you want your daughter to be sick? That's the real question go home rest your daughter's fine. Let someone who needs to see a doctor or a nurse desperately See a doctor or nurse. It's unreal. It really is. It's ridiculous Entitled cousin wanted me to do her master's thesis in two days I an 18 year old woman am a freshman in college My cousin who is 30 is taking up her master's degree. She had to pass a thesis paper The thing about my cousin is that since she was the golden child. She could get away with anything She just throws money at someone to have her way She someone taking up a master's degree wanted me, a freshman, to write her thesis. We all know that this is unethical and it would get her barred from graduating if her professors knew about it. But since I was curious, I asked her what she needed help with and when the deadline would be. She told me she wanted me to write her thesis. I said I could help her, but not to the point of doing the whole thesis. She told me it was already due in three days, but she can pay me well. I asked her how much and she offered me $20. $20 for a whole thesis that's due in three days. For context, academic writing services in our country is around $2,000. That's just the base price. So rush pricing is a lot more. It also takes at least a month to write. This makes the task not only impossible, but she'd also be grossly underpaying me. I declined, obviously. I was just curious to see how much the pay was gonna be. Also, I wasn't really well-versed in the field that she's studying in, so I don't know how she thought I was going to help her. She threw a fit and told me that if I wasn't gonna do it for her, I needed to find someone that will. I looked for groups that take up academic writing services, but she refused. I think she knew that if she were to ask a professional to write her thesis, she'd have to pay a lot more. She wanted someone that I personally knew so she could just pay them a similar amount. I just ended our conversation by saying that I still had a lot of requirements to pass myself and that I was already spending a lot of time looking for people to do her thesis. I don't know what happened to her thesis though and I never bothered to ask afterwards. A few things stand out to me about this story, which are pretty incredible first of all the fact that your 30 year old cousin who has gone through the whole master's course herself thinks that you an 18 year old freshman op would be better off at doing her thesis than she would second of all the fact that she's come to you with just three days left and therefore expects you to write a whole thesis in just three days for something that you know very little about i mean that's mental and then finally that she's only giving you 20 dollars for doing it all writing a complete thesis Three things that really are astonishing. I'm not going to lie. Like, what is that? You know what I do? A little bit of karma. Write the first page incredibly well. Like, really put some effort into it and make it sound as good as you possibly can. Because, look, let's be realistic. If your cousin is willing to let you write a whole thesis for her, there's no way she's going to reread it. So as long as the first page is good and it kind of fools your cousin into thinking that you've done a good job, that's all right. She's going to hand it in her professor whilst marking It's gonna you no know, read the first page be impressed get to the second page which you've written But your sister hasn't checked probably and it's just going to be a complete load of rubbish Just write about literally anything you want first page make sure it's good second third and the rest of it Just do whatever you want make it brilliant about something just absolutely ridiculous that has nothing to do with the course Why not? That's a good card post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today next up grandma attempts to ruin our christmas because i refuse to fulfill never agreed upon requests that were literally impossible to fulfill this story is about my paternal grandmother let's call her miss furore it takes place over the course of about one year in the blessed pre-covid times Before we get into it, however, let's give you some background on Miss Furore and my relationship with her. Miss Furore owns two houses next to the school I attended before leaving my hometown to study at university. My dad used to pay me to do some chores around her house, which she wasn't able to do herself due to some disabilities stemming from long-term alcoholism. I've heard stories about her borderline abusive behavior from different family members and know she was divorced five times. While working for her, I quickly realized how difficult she could be, but I always thought my family members were exaggerating. That was until this story happened, so let's get into it. Back in the summer of 2018, I was visiting my parents in my hometown. I'd been living elsewhere for about three years at that point, I decided to visit Miss Führer as I had a pretty good relationship with her back then. I was one of the few family members that was actively in contact with her other than for financial reasons, and she seemed excited about my visit as we hadn't seen each other in person for about a year. When I called her to set up the time and date, she asked me whether it was possible for me to borrow my mum's car. I don't own one myself, To help her pick up some furniture she wanted to add to a room for a live-in housekeeper i cleared everything with my mum as i thought it wouldn't be much trouble the day came and she picked up so much furniture it barely fit into the car but everything seemed fine i carried the furniture into the designated room through three very narrow staircases it was a very old house in germany afterwards we had some coffee and cake together before i left I then dropped off my mum's car and headed out to party with some friends from school who I hadn't seen in a while. The next day was when everything began. At around 9 a.m., I was still slightly hungover from the great party the night before, and she called me, demanding to know where I was, since I apparently agreed to help her assemble the furniture we bought. This was never agreed upon. She also demanded that I bring the car again, as she forgot to pick up some things the day before, The car, however, wasn't even in town since my mum, the car's owner, needed it that day and had already left. I tried to explain to her that the car wasn't available, that we hadn't agreed to me helping her out the next day and that I was in no position to drive and build furniture even if I wanted to. I did offer to reschedule to another day that week, but she wouldn't have it. She couldn't accept that it was literally impossible for me to fulfill her request, And the debate got heated now. I don't remember the specifics But she tried to guilt trip me which is when I snapped and I told her that I wasn't her flying monkey here to serve at her pleasure She hung up after that and I thought that that would be that over the course of the next week I tried calling her several times since I still wanted to help But I wasn't able to reach her before I had to go back to my uni town fast forward to christmas 2018 I was back at my parents place for the holidays and the last interaction I had with miss furore was the phone call I just described on christmas eve My dad told me that she would be joining us for dinner as was tradition and that she wanted me to pick her up Now due to my dad's job It was up in the air whether he would be able to join us that evening so he added that Miss Furore would only attend if he was also there. In case he wasn't, I was just supposed to pick up the presents from her place. As it turned out, Dad had to work that night, so I just went and picked up the bag of presents. I drove to Miss Furor's place, parked in front of it, rung the doorbell and waited for her to open this could usually take a while since her house is big and she isn't the fastest anymore due to the aforementioned disabilities after a longer time than usual i called her landline to inform her that i was there she picked up and told me she was still in the bathroom and would be right there it took her about 10 minutes to get to the door usually it takes about one during which i was waiting in the snowy streets at minus five degrees celsius that's 23 degrees for you americans when she came to the door she handed me the bag of presents for my parents and brothers she also asked me to wish everyone a happy christmas and added that she was hoping i would enjoy my presents i thanked her said my goodbyes and drove back to my parents place to enjoy christmas eve evening had come we've had dinner with my mum, her mother a lovely woman and my two younger brothers we'd already unwrapped most of the presents before dinner, as we usually do. All in all, a very pleasant and typical Christmas Eve for my family. After dinner, we've started drinking homemade mulled wine. When I remembered, I still had Miss Furore's gifts and handed them out. Me and my brothers each received an envelope with a card in it, but suspiciously, mine differed in size and color. I opened it and read its contents. This is where the fun begins. While my brothers each received a complimenting message with 50 euros enclosed in the card, I received a scolding letter saying she was still devastated by my behavior the previous summer and that she was expecting an apology for the disrespectful way I had treated her. Remember, her demands were literally impossible to fulfill. I admit I snapped and said something that could have been taken as disrespectful. But I continued to reach out, wanting to help her while I was in town. I didn't really know how to react. I was speechless and threw the card on the table before going to grab another mug of mulled wine. When I got back from the kitchen, the older of my two younger brothers had read the card and loudly exclaimed something akin to, What the actual frick? At that point, everyone had noticed something was wrong, and I read the card out loud. I don't remember the exact wording, sorry. I then told them about what happened during summer. Nobody could really believe how insane Miss Fiora was, especially since she'd been quietly planning her revenge for about half a year. The aforementioned brother, who had some extra money due to a paid internship, asked the youngest of us three whether he needed the 50 euros and offered to pay it himself as he wanted to take all three cards and throw them into Miss Fiora's face. My youngest brother refused the monetary offer, but loved the idea. So that's what they did. I don't really know what happened afterwards. All I know is that Miss Furore was not expecting that reaction, as apparently no one in our family had ever stood up to her the way we did. This concludes the Christmas part of the story. We didn't really dwell on the topic for the rest of the holidays and still had an amazing celebration together. Fast forward to the summer of 2019. My parents had planned a big family reunion to celebrate a couple of important dates in their lives coinciding, major birthdays plus a significant wedding anniversary. That party was the first time I'd interacted with Miss Furore since the Christmas incident. I acted as if nothing had happened since I didn't want to cause a scene on my parents' special day with most of our extended family being there. This is a rare occasion since the family is spread around the Western world, mostly Western Europe and the US. We were together for about a week in my hometown, going to different dinner places every night, and we had a great and memorable time. I even got along with Miss Furore, albeit superficially and only in group settings. We never talked one-on-one. One evening, we were having a dinner at a really nice place, and she came over to the table that me, my brothers, and my cousins were at, they all know what had happened during the previous christmas and were pretty angry with her she asked whether i was willing to visit her one-on-one so we could have a talk about what happened i was happy to as i don't like to hold on to grudges but i asked her that we talk at eye level like adults with mutual respect as she had a tendency to twist the truth to suit her needs i didn't say that part for obvious reasons she agreed and asked me to call her to set up a time and dates after the week-long celebration was over a day later i received an email from miss Bureau stating that she no longer had any interest in the conversation as it was apparent from my demands that i hadn't grown and wasn't ready to apologize she also wrote that she wasn't able to speak to me on eye level as she had much more life experience than me Again, I didn't really know how to process this. I still don't, but enough time has passed that I've stopped caring about my relationship with her. Up to this day, nothing has really changed about the situation. I've seen her a couple of times at different family gatherings since then and the interactions were fine, probably because neither of us wants to dig this rubbish back up during otherwise great family times, but the issue itself was never really resolved. So yeah, that's the story about how I learned that the reported insanity of my grandmother, Miss Furore, was not exaggerated. It might be mild compared to other stories on here, and I'm very happy that I had the rest of my loving and supporting family to rely on, but it's still something that has changed me in a way, so I felt like sharing. Hope you enjoyed reading. Yeah, for me the tough part is when you have situations like this where you have one sensible person with common sense OP then one person is just absolutely dumb like your paternal grandmother And OP tries to use logic and and work out the situation try and understand what's going on When in reality if you look at it completely objectively all you have is one reasonable person and one just completely dumb person There's no understanding of that You can't really like work out what the grandma is saying or what her intentions are or even the points that she's making because none of it makes any sense So ultimately I kind of feel bad for OP Because he's going through this whole process of like, oh, what have I done wrong? Why is my grandma reacting like this? The real answer is she's just dumb and you're not like it's just as simple as that in my opinion Oh my god, look at this is a great comment by the way below There's a quote that I love says this commenter and I feel it fits here Toxic people make you think you're holding a grudge when you're really holding a boundary that is so apt I feel like that's exactly what's happening here Like this person this grandma is making you think that you've done something wrong or that, you know You need to change your ways when in reality you need to step away from her because she is just a toxic person There's literally no need for you to even talk to her ever again. I don't think she offers you anything positive So yeah, what's the point they continue? She tried to tell you you're holding a grudge by not apologizing to her but what you're doing is standing your ground and demanding she treat you with respect that you deserve as one adult to another. Good for you i mean there you go fantastic quote and it pretty much sums up this entire story and your entire relationship with your grandma in one sentence lovely stuff entitled parents and sister are demanding i not take an incredible job overseas if i'm taking my adoptive daughter my younger sister went through a pretty rough time as a young adult drinking and doing drugs and generally being wild She ended up getting pregnant and giving birth at age 18 when I was just a few weeks away from turning 21 Now she didn't want the child after giving birth She refused to even pick up the child and would leave her sitting in dirty nappies Despite never wanting children myself either I stepped in and adopted my newborn niece as my daughter My then boyfriend who had been with for three years gave me an ultimatum Him or her as he didn't want children either I picked her and he left me, which resulted in me suddenly being a single mother. The first few years were rough as a single parent barely making ends meet, but I managed, and my sister had nothing to do with us. I never once hid the truth from my daughter that she was adopted, but I always assured her I loved her so much and was her mummy. When my daughter was six, my sister was finally clean and then wanted to have access to her. I allowed it, but stressed she would just be an aunt to her, And she accepted this, though it's clear she struggled with the concept and sometimes acted more like a mother, which I always squashed quickly. Now, my daughter is eight, and I've been offered a job in a different country. The pay is almost double my salary, and the company is helping us find a home, putting my daughter in an international school and after-school care. So, of course, I'm going to take it. But it's resulted in my family having a meltdown about how I can't do this and how it's cruel to take my daughter away from her family, and how it's not fair to my sister. My sister has told me she won't allow me to move away with her, and that she'll fight in court to get my daughter back. I've talked to lawyers, and it seems she doesn't have a leg to stand on, as my daughter is legally my daughter, but the rest of my family is telling me I'm being extremely cruel, and that if I cared about my sister, I'd turn this job down. I left home at 16, and finished my education, My sister meanwhile is the golden child who gets away with everything She even now lives with our parents and doesn't work. My daughter, while sad to be leaving her school and friends, is excited for the move. I've been teaching her about the country every night before bed, and we've gone to some authentic restaurants to try food from there. I've also promised her that we'll fly back at least once a year to visit, and she can FaceTime and call her friends, of course. I feel like my family are angling for me to eventually just hand my daughter back over, as if I was just a temporary filler for my sister, Which will obviously never happen and my lawyers are involved in this matter so there we go guys pretty interesting story to start off today's episode but unfortunately it doesn't end there there is actually an update that was just posted yesterday by op so i got a call from the school today that a woman not on the list had come round and tried to pick up my daughter claiming that she was the mother she claimed there was a family emergency and she needed to take my daughter home early Now, only myself and my best friend are marked down is able to pick up my daughter. And when they wanted to see her ID, she got cagey and claimed she forgot it. And when they told her she couldn't pick her up without an ID, she shouted at them before storming off. I've spent all day on the phone to my lawyers and my boss. My schedule is being moved ahead. I'd wanted to give my daughter a final Christmas in our current home, but it's clear that's not a safe idea anymore. Our move has been brought forward and my company is putting us up in a hotel until they help us find a home I mean look guys Clearly a very tough situation all around Um For your sister I do feel bad for her honestly Obviously like This is not how it works You can't give up your kid Legally And then just go and get them back When you feel like it Six years later It obviously isn't gonna happen But I still do feel bad for her Like yeah Maybe she didn't want her at the start And she was a bad mother And wasn't in the right place To look after her child That happens She was very young It's understandable You know She probably didn't even want the child In the first place Well, she admitted she didn't it is a tough one though Like in the first part of the story anyway I can kind of understand where she's coming from like she wants to be with her kid And now she feels a little bit more mature to deal with that. Maybe I don't know However, that's clearly not thinking about you op at all And I don't really understand why your family are siding with her like that just makes no sense to me You've been the one that's taking care of your child now for six years on your own. Does that not deserve a little bit of credit? I mean, come on, (laughs) that's ridiculous. Now the update is where the story really got crazy and just way too far. Like, what is she trying to do there? I mean, that's bordering on just, I can't say it for YouTube reasons, but taking a child, you know what I mean? That's insane. Like sure, be angry that your kid is not your kid anymore, but come on, don't do that, please. That's ridiculous. Now guys, if you thought this video was gonna get less crazy when we got to our second story, well, let me tell you, you were absolutely wrong. Look at the title Karen demands that we let her through a fatal crime scene. Here we go Okay, so i'll start by saying that this story is from about five years ago And my therapist mentioned it in passing as it was something that i'd spoken with her about 10 years ago Regarding my ptsd. I figured it's finally time to post this gem of a woman's story It's around 11 p.m on a saturday night and i'm sitting at home just getting ready to go to bed I'm an on-call tow truck operator and figure I'll be going out early the next morning. Right as my head hit the pillow, my Nextel-style two-way radio chirped, and a dispatcher goes, Hey, OP, are you still awake? Yeah, I'm up. Good. We've got a one-car accident in the next town over. The PD wants it expediated, so please, hurry, but be safe. 10-4, I'm out the door. After a roughly 20-minute drive, I'm headed out of this small town, looking for the accident, and I see it, the coroner and forensics fans parked in the road amongst a dozen squad cars. A typical one car accident just has one officer sitting with it for paperwork reasons with the tow operator. Obviously at this point, I know that things just got a lot darker than I'd originally been told. Sparing the gory details, what had happened was six kids between 17 and 20 had been in an SUV while driving drunk and only the driver had a seatbelt on. The vehicle swerved off the road and the driver went to correct. However, one, he overcorrected, and two, the road on that side had about an 8 inch lip, which made it extremely rough of a transition to pull a vehicle back onto the road. As it came back on the road, the driver fishtailed, trying to correct back in the other direction, and again overcorrecting. This sent the vehicle rolling down the road. In and out of the four foot drainage ditch next to it all five passengers were ejected and died on the scene one of the passengers was trapped under the suv that came to a rest in the drainage ditch on its roof the other passengers were strewn across the road with sheets over them i set up my Petter-built rollback at a 70 degree angle across this two lane road and start to work with forensics and the coroner to remove the vehicle from the ditch as well as preserve as much evidence as possible. No sooner than I get this winch tight on my truck, than I hear frantic beeping of a car horn. I turn around and directly behind me is a woman who looks to be in her early 40s, who is now just holding the horn down, letting it blare non-stop as she's yelling out of her window. I ignore her and turn around to go back to this delicate job I'm in the middle of. Wondering how Karen had gotten past the police roadblock that was a roughly a third mile up the road at the nearest intersection to obviously keep traffic out of the area. As I'm slowly manoeuvring this 8,000 pound vehicle from the roof onto its side, the honking stops. Maybe eight seconds later, I then feel a hand grab my shoulder and attempt to spin me around. Now, I'm 6'3 and 280 pounds, so there's absolutely no way that this 40 something five foot four ish 160 pound woman is achieving this goal i let out a sigh as i stopped winching on the vehicle and looked at the sky with my eyes asking every god i can think of for the strength to not headbutt this female dog i turn around and attempt to say mom the road is closed due to a fatal act i don't care what you have to say just get out of my way i'm late i'm extremely annoyed now and i talk over karen's continued complaints listen your dog five people just freaking died here and there's absolutely no way anyone is driving down this road for hours i suggest turning around and driving back through the police road block you somehow got around now karen then opened with that line that we've all heard a thousand times excuse me i live right there she points back behind her vehicle and i have to use this road to get to where i'm going you will move your truck now or i'm calling the police by this time the forensics crew has heard all the yelling even over the loudness of my truck idled up and the pto engaged and have walked over forensics crew do not dress like police especially in the middle of the night on weekends they're dressed in plain clothes but carry a badge on them and they put on a hazmat-style suit if needed. Now, none were needed on this scene, just gloves and such. Which one of you is the manager? said the Karen. This man won't move his goddamn truck and let me through. I'm calling the police. Now, at this point, she's actually holding the phone to the side of her head and talking to what we'd find later was 911. A forensic officer began, "Mom, I am the police." And I don't know. I don't want to hear any more goddamn excuses. Move the freaking truck now. She actually clapped between each word. At this point, I was done. You dumb idiot. Do your two remaining brain cells constantly compete for third place? The forensics officer actually was stifling a chuckle mom if you don't get in your car and leave this crime scene now you will be arrested just as the officer finished saying this a squad car came screaming down the road from the same direction karen came from and stopped behind her vehicle the officer hopped out of his car and the very first words he said were karen's miranda rights karen screamed kicked swore that everyone else should be arrested and even tried to spit on me which caused her to catch a tampering with evidence charge as we're on an active crime scene. By the time it was all done, her other charges were obstruction, assault on an officer, misuse of 911, interfering with an investigation. She took a deal that netted her 18 weekends in the county jail. However, I did tow her car as well. Monday morning, I met her husband, And he couldn't have been more embarrassed as he apologized over and over as he paid me and then inspected the vehicle and signed off that we didn't damage it. The impound cost roughly $600 as it was police initiated, after hours and storage. Charges were $150 for the impound, $50 for after hours, $52 a day storage and $5 a mile each direction from our office. Our office was roughly 15 to 17 miles from there. Uh, Yeah, guys, so if you thought trying to steal a kid was bad how about that i mean comment below which one's worse uh, (laughs) seriously they're both not great obviously but you know which one's worse stealing a kid or demanding that everybody present at a fatal accident where multiple people have died leave and get out your way because you're late for work i mean to be honest i actually think the second one is considerably worse because you know that involves death but still wonderful stories there is all i can say it's just honestly what do i even say anymore it's unbelievable it really is karen rips off my headscarf wants me arrested for assaults and attempts to pepper spray a cop so this was back in college at the local walmart that is known for always being interesting i have so many stories from this place i swear this walmart is like a karen beacon some relevant info i'm pale And at the time I walked with a cane I've got a condition where my heart rate can get too high and my blood pressure can drop and I can pass out from standing too long Usually but anxiety can bring on episodes too. I wear a headscarf on holidays and special occasions Now there are many types and styles of headscarves And on this day, I was wearing it in a style where it completely covered my head and then draped around my neck Secured with pins since it's a holiday. I'm also wearing traditional clothing A long skirt, a white shirt with some embroidery on it, and a fabric belt. This also happened right after the 2016 election, and my college town went from one Nazi group to three, literally overnight. They would come onto campus a lot to harass us. The racists were very emboldened at that time. This was maybe a few weeks after where stuff had calmed down a bit, but was still pretty bad i made the mistake of going to walmart alone in traditional clothing so i'm going around the walmart picking up a few things my backpack is in the front of the cart so i don't have extra weight on me i'm standing at one of those islands trying to find something and i had to look up where it was on my phone then out of nowhere my headscarf is ripped off of my head as someone behind me yells terrorist female dog luckily the scarf only had the end around my neck so it pulled on my neck but didn't full on choke me still this definitely activated my fight or flight response the woman karen then starts screaming as i turn around apparently one of the pins used to secure my scarf had stuck her when she ripped it off she is screaming that i'm a terrorist that i assaulted her she wants the manager and the police called etc this couple had been down the aisle and saw it happen and ran over The woman kind of threw her sweatshirt on my head and got between me and karen I was panicking at first, but I realized that she was trying to help cover my head And the man with her had also gotten between us and started yelling at the karen The man grabbed my scarf back and handed it to his partner who handed it to me and she took her sweatshirt and held it up around my head to sort of block people's view of my head while i tried to get my scarf back on the karen is still screaming that she wants the police to arrest me for being a terrorist for assaulting her and how dare she she is digging through her purse to find pepper spray because she wants to spray me and the man i honestly didn't even wrap my scarf properly I just wanted to get out of there as fast as possible a nearby employee had come out of an aisle to see what was happening and Ran off to get the manager. I'm assuming the nice man is yelling back at the Karen and had confiscated the pepper spray from her Karen is screaming that i'm a traitor to your own race Along with her earlier insults and is demanding that the man pin me to the floor So she can pepper spray me and do a citizen's arrest keeping me there until the police and fbi arrived since she's adamant that i'm a terrorist so at this point i'm shaking and crying my heart rate is extremely high and i know i need to leave or i'm going to pass out the woman asked if i wanted to leave i nodded she grabbed my backpack and the arm that i'm not holding the cane in and she quickly walked me down the aisle and out of the store we just left the cart where it was She asked where my car was and I tried explaining that i'm a college student and have to wait for the bus But i'm coughing and trying to breathe as my heart rate is well over 180 at this point The woman sees this and explains that she is a nurse and i'm clearly not okay And asks for my medical condition and what I need I explained what it is and that I need to sit and lie down because i'm gonna pass out She offered me to sit in their van, which usually would obviously be a no, but we're standing in the middle of a parking lot And i'm about to pass out Currently, my brain is not getting very much oxygen. She opens the side door I sit on the edge of the car and promptly faints I wake up a few minutes later and she's holding my wrist in one hand checking my pulse and looking at her watch I mumble something so she knows i'm awake and she just keeps telling me it's okay. I'm doing fine now after i recover a bit i sit up and realize her partner is standing outside the car i think trying to give me privacy i ask for the gatorade from my backpack and sip on that it helps with the fainting while he explains what was going down he says that the manager showed up with store security and he explained over karen screaming what had happened handed her pepper spray to the security guy and the police were called I look over and sure enough, there's cop cars pulled to the front of the store. The nice man asked if I'd been hurt and if I wanted to talk to the police. Honestly though, I'm scared of cops and just want to go home. So I declined to talk or press charges. The man went back inside to talk to the police a bit more and I tried to fix my scarf a little better. I'd lost a few of those pins through all of this which was kind of annoying so I couldn't wrap it how it was earlier. The nice woman told me that my heart rate had been at around 200 when I passed out. Now luckily it had come down again quickly because she had considered calling an ambulance. She lets me know that her partner is texting her and reads out to me what is going down back in the store. As it turns out I didn't need to press charges karen was so infuriated that the nice man would help her terrorist female dog to get away that she got a bit aggressive she was yelling at the manager security and the police officers when the man came back in when she saw him she ripped out her pepper spray apparently they were dumb enough to give it back to her what and started screaming at the nice man the cop as a result grabbed her arm to stop her and then she tried to pepper spray him She then of course got taken down and cuffed the nice woman is positively gleeful as she tells me about the karen getting tackled Apparently then karen started screaming about suing the cops getting the fbi involved the classic karen stuff Now I didn't get to see her getting taken off to jail Sadly my boss pulled up and the woman helped me over to it Since then though, I refuse to go by myself to any store if i'm wearing a headscarf Even though I live in a different area now Look, I'll be honest guys, normally, you know, commenting after a story, I, I try and make a couple jokes, say something funny. In this, like, I can't really, can I? I'm just so sorry that this happened to you, OP, and that now you don't even feel safe expressing your own religious identity. Like, how sad is that? What can I say? Like, I, I want to, uh, you know, I want to make a joke, don't wanna take it too seriously, but come on. If there are like racist people out there doing this sort of stuff, making people like OP feel extremely uncomfortable, to the extent that now OP is not even going to go by themselves to any store if they're wearing religious clothes. Clothing or you know, not even rel uh, a headscarf's not even religious necessarily, it doesn't have to be, but something that can be perceived as religious. Ah, oh, so sad. What a shame. How do we fix it? I don't know. Shoot all racist people? Yeah, let's do it. And now moving on to our second entitled people story. So I just got invited to a bachelorette party, and I'm expected to make a donation even if I don't attend. Hi, my name is Ali, Camilla's wedding coordinator. I would like to make you aware of the Bachelorette party details. This is the date and it's going to be in Las Vegas. Will you be in attendance? Please keep in mind, if you do not attend, a donation towards Camilla's expense would still be required. Please respond with a thumbs up or thumbs down at your earliest convenience. Thank you in advance. So, I got that text message earlier today. A few things to note. One, I've got no idea who Ali is. Two, I've got no idea who Camilla is. Three, I'm a guy. And four, I can't afford to make a trip to Vegas. So obviously, I'm not going to be attending the bachelorette party, though I wouldn't mind hanging around with a bunch of hopefully attractive women acting wild. That said, I'm required to still donate towards Camilla's expense, even if I don't attend? Huh? Even if I knew her, to say I'd be required to donate is a lot of things, including presumptuous, rude, unprofessional, tacky, etc all of which I responded back with to let this wedding coordinator know. Ali then had the gall to tell me that I've got too much time on my hands, despite the fact that it took me a few hours to respond. If anyone knows who this Camilla girl is, one, don't respond here since I didn't change her name. I don't know who she is and there isn't enough info to identify who she really is, so uh, let's keep it that way. And two, let her know that she has an unprofessional and entitled person for a wedding coordinator. She's going to alienate some of Camilla's friends from her and she needs to nip that behavior in the bud. Now guys, amazingly, Opie has actually attached an image of the full text conversation between Ali and them. Here we go. So as you can see, the first message just comes out of the blue from Ali. Hi, my name is Ali, Camilla's wedding coordinator. I'd like to make you aware of the details of the bachelorette party in Las Vegas. Are you coming? If you don't you're gonna have to make a donation towards Camilla's expense and then respond up or down thumbs So opie responds. Hi, my name isn't ali and i'm not Camilla's wedding coordinator In fact, I have no idea who Camilla is nor am I a female so I definitely won't be attending Also, even if I did know who Camilla is and even if I were a female I would not be required to donate towards her expenses and it's rather presumptuous of you to try and say that it is. How would you like it if I told you that even if you weren't attending something of mine, you're required to make a donation towards it? It's rude, disrespectful, uncalled for, unprofessional, tasteless, tacky, and very obnoxious. I certainly hope those who know Camilla tell her of your uncalled for requiring of donations so that she can fire your unprofessional butt and get someone who actually knows how to act appropriately. All right, a little fierce response, but hey seems pretty justified alia replies You definitely have too much time on your hands. Have a great day ahead again. That's unprofessional though Your response should have been along the lines of my apologies I must have mistyped the number I meant to send the invite to but instead you tell me i've got too much time on my hands Despite the fact that you don't know me and I didn't even immediately respond to your invite because I was busy with other things You really are a piece of work. And yeah, to be fair, 10.51, Ali sends the initial message. 1.02 p.m., you know, over two hours later, Opie replies. Ali then says, well, don't you think the same would apply, calling me unprofessional when you don't know me? Like I said, have a good day and treat others as you would like. You said a donation is required even if I don't attend. That's unprofessional. So you provided me with a valid reason to say that you are unprofessional. Seriously, you're coming off as someone who feels entitled and believes that they can do no wrong Focus on your mistakes before pointing out wrongly perceived flaws in others. There you go Weird series of text messages. I can't tell if Opie is coming across a little bit too strong, but hey nonetheless Ali is definitely entitled now look guys, I kind of think that op is taking this a little bit too seriously Yeah, of course. It's very entitled. It's not that deep though. Is it really it's just the weird like concept overall I don't really understand how this has come about like how this person has accidentally messaged you I don't really understand the fact that you're required to donate don't really get and they don't even say oh, sorry That was a mistake. You're not coming. It is all a bit weird. Um, but yeah, op is taking it very seriously I don't really know what to think about this one It's just a very strange one I do find it funny though that this person was getting annoyed by op calling them unprofessional when they don't even know them But they don't know op so uh, Yeah, it is strange. It really really is entitled mum demands. I date her underage daughter for some backstory I am a 24 year old black dude. Unfortunately, i've always looked very young for my age I'm about five foot seven skinny and i've got box braids which adds to my youthful look, I guess I do have a beard and mustache, but wearing a mask makes them pretty much non-existent Ever since I turned 18 i've had an issue of attracting younger girls because they assume i'm around their age I always decline these girls. I work as a temp stalker at walmart on this particular day I was wearing a black hoodie and sweatpants What I do like about working at walmart is that they let you dress comfortably as long as you don't look crazy I didn't notice at the time but the sweatpants that I wore clearly showed my prints Oh, okay, so I actually didn't know this. Um, maybe some of you guys did print means as in like somebody could see your you know what Um outline crazy. So I was minding my business doing the usual work of cutting boxes and stocking shelves There was some excess baking goods that I had to put on the top shelf. So I had to reach very high I noticed someone in my peripheral to the right and I didn't give it any thought. when I finished docking the products I look over and see a girl holding chocolate chips staring directly at my crotch My first thought was to tease her about it My second thought was she actually looks quite young and then my third thought was nope She noticed that I caught her And we locked eyes for like three seconds. She started to turn beet red from embarrassment and she didn't speak I shrugged it off turned around and walked away going back to my work cards I proceeded to see the girl like four more times throughout the grocery aisles She would turn red put her head down and run away every time It was funny and a bit adorable to me The next time I see her she was walking towards me with a lady who turned out to be her entitled mother When we crossed paths we locked eyes again and I gave her a smile. All she could see was my squinted eyes She did her usual look down turn red routine I stopped to put down and cut open the box I was holding when her entitled mum came to talk to me. Were you just checking out my daughter? (laughs) No, mom. I'm not interested in your daughter. Oh, stop it. I saw the way you looked at her. You think she's pretty, don't you? Uh, yeah, she is pretty. I'm just not- You think she's pretty? It should be that simple. And you two locked eyes like lovebirds. You even made her blush. I can explain that. I caught your daughter staring at my crotch earlier and she's embarrassed about it I guess I smile to signify it's okay and she shouldn't be embarrassed The entitled mum looked directly at my crotch while I was talking She was looking at it for what felt like a whole minute, but she finally looked up. Oh my god You were sexually harassing my daughter? Uh, what it's very unprofessional and inappropriate for you to be wearing such tight pants They weren't that tight. You're basically flashing to people A few bystanders at the end of the aisle were looking so I thought that maybe I should just dead this situation I didn't flash anyone. I was just working and she was looking at me No harm was done unless you make my daughter your girlfriend right now. It's sexual harassment It doesn't count as sexual harassment if you two are dating. This statement made me cringe hard So I said f this mom. How old is your daughter? 16. How old do you think I am? 18 maybe 19 I took off my mask to reveal my entire face. I'm 23 Just when I thought my cringe meter was full the entitled mom says this look at her She's very mature for her age and she obviously likes you don't deny a beautiful young woman i bet she is beautiful and mature a young man will be lucky to have her but you're a young a younger man mom oh age isn't that big of a deal her dad is seven years older than me i don't care okay well i guess we need to talk about your sexual harassment with a manager i called the manager myself and when she arrived the entire mum was quick to tell her hello mum. What is the issue? This employee has been strutting around flashing in this store and at my daughter His pants are too tight and it's unprofessional and inappropriate for him to wear them I want him disciplined for sexual harassment The manager looked at my pants well my crotch and then looked at me I responded okay now ask her daughter what happened the daughter told the manager the truth about how she saw me thought i was cute and how i caught her looking she also said when she came back her mum asked why her face was red and she responded with she saw a cute guy she admitted there was no sexual harassment. Her entitled mum was silent. My manager asked her if she still wanted me to be disciplined. The entitled mum said no, and we went our separate ways. The manager, though, did say to me that I can't wear those sweatpants to work ever again. I mean, look, guys, quite a lot is weird about this story. At uh, first, you know, quite innocent, quite cute, it's all right, everyone's happy with it. The mum, even, you know, saying, oh, I'll date my daughter, yeah, it's a bit weird, but. You know, some mums are like that. Not too abnormal. Now, it gets a bit weird when um the guy reveals that he's 23 and the mum is still like, yeah, no, date my 16-year-old daughter. Yes, it's a seven-year age gap and I get that you have that with your husband now, but that's like literally the guy is, you know, 50% older than your daughter. It's weird. 16 to 23. That's, that's ridiculous. Come on. And you still want that dodgy. And also I know that she was accusing you of sexual harassment, but surely she was actually like semi sexually harassing you trying to force you to date her daughter and also looking at your crotch. Like it's a bit weird, isn't it? I don't know, what do you reckon? Pressured by a customer to date somebody, bit weird. Now moving on to our next entitled parent story. Brother committed fraud. Entitled stepmom tried to yell at me for it. Some background first. My half-brother is a drug addict and has stolen from pretty much everyone in the family. My dad and stepmom were separated and living in different states and my brother lived with dad. I live in a different state. My dad is a holy roller, so most of my family is super conservative. I'm not at all conservative. Since my brother can't hold down a job, I paid for his cell phone so we have a way to contact him. Otherwise, he'd disappear and nobody would hear from him for months at a time. He asked me if I could add his girlfriend to my plan. I said fine, but they need to buy their own phones. I started the process they were supposed to buy the phones and have them activated I got a call from my brother saying they can't activate the phone. I tell him to have the store call me He said they can't I call my provider and they said he shouldn't have a problem activating I call him back and tell him that and this goes on for two full days He keeps trying to get me to add him as an authorized user. He must have called me dozens of times I finally got sick of the calls and called my phone company Telling them to add him as an authorized user only to activate the phone and then to immediately remove him I specifically said that he is not allowed to make any purchases She assured me that this would be done a few weeks later and I look at my phone bill They charge two brand new iphones extra chargers charging pads cases screen protectors all on my bill I call the phone company. They said he was added. So there's nothing they can do. I call my brother and he laughed i told him to take all of that rubbish back right away but he said no we argued he got annoyed and said now i'm not paying it back at all and that he hopes it tanks my credits i told him go screw yourself in the bar with a spiked uh, can't say that and hung up five minutes later my stepmom calls me up and said i need to apologize to my brother for what i said i just laughed and said i'll apologize when he takes the phone back she said he's not going to he deserves it because of what I said. I'm a horrible sister Yada yada yada. She called me every name in the book I told her i'd be pressing charges for fraud and that she can go and screw herself in the butt with a spiked You know what Too. I called my phone company and raised hell Luckily, they took notes and somebody saw the part about no purchases. So they reversed the charges for that They immediately disconnected the lines and flagged the phones as stolen so they can't be used My dad approached me about what I said, but he surprisingly was not mad He said he didn't approve of the language, but he approved of the message Uh, sorry what forgive me But if somebody buys two iphones and loads of other rubbish on my card, i'm gonna be pretty angry And I think i'm well within my rights to start swearing at them. Is that just me like come on? That's so expensive I've got to say op well done for actually getting this money back because I imagine it would have been pretty hard because yeah You did actively authorize your brother to use your account and after doing that I imagine that most phone companies would have got, you know Pretty technical and said well you did say you could do this even about the charge whatever doesn't matter You said you could do it, but hey at least you got the money back. That's a good thing But yeah, your brother weird and now moving on to our third story of this entitled parents episode Late husband's estranged abusive parents are demanding access to my unborn son. I am a 30-year-old woman who lost my husband to cancer last year. We'd always wanted kids, so we had some of his sperm frozen for a later date. Sadly, he lost his battle and passed away. I'm now in a place where I feel capable, mentally, of taking care of a child myself. And it was a success. I'm expecting a little boy My husband's parents somehow got wind of this and are constantly demanding that they be allowed in my son's life As he will be the last part of their son The thing is though my husband had nothing to do with his parents growing up They were emotionally abusive to him and he got out of there as soon as he could He hadn't spoken to them in 10 years And when it became clear that things were taking a nosedive, he made sure I knew he didn't want them at the funeral I don't think he'd want them in our son's life at all either So i'm trying to respect his wishes But family and friends are telling me I should give them a chance That perhaps they've changed and how this could be a second chance for them Perhaps it's cruel, but I don't want my son to be a guinea pig to try on if they're better or not Is it a butthole move to not give them the chance to prove themselves and deny them contact with my son? My own parents have said how if the positions were reversed, it would break their hearts to be kept from my child. They've suggested supervised visits, but I'm against even that. I'm feeling under so much stress about this as they're constantly messaging my social media and I've had to block them. They've even been coming to my home to try and convince me wow this one is actually so tough obviously there's no right or wrong answer here it just all comes down to your own perception (laughs) where do you even begin with this like how on earth would you even decide on a decision here so hard like first of all you've got to respect your husband right if you're if you're 100 sure that he wouldn't have wanted his parents to have any contact with his child in the same way that he had no contact with them for the last 10 years and left them as soon as he could then i think ultimately despite what everyone else is saying you kind of Have to go with that right i think the fact that they weren't even invited to the funeral or weren't even told about it is quite a major thing if you're not invited to someone's funeral you're probably not going to be allowed to see their kids i don't know It's a tough one Especially given the fact that your own parents op are saying that if they were in this position They'd be heartbroken like hearing that and then having to make that decision pretty much all on your own is so tough like I don't even know what I do Do you give them one chance completely supervised very structured and regimented to meet the kid and just see how they are and see if They've changed. I don't know comment down below guys. You know what if it was me in this situation I'd say no i'm respecting my husband. He clearly didn't want them to be a part of his life So therefore they can't be a part of my life or our kids that's my decision but i don't know this one is really really hard i'm interested to see your thoughts secret santa this seemed like an appropriate place to post this signed up for reddit gifts again this year spent weeks trying to find a gift for my giftee i wanted to get something that they listed in their interests and they had a lot of interests narrowed it down to over 100 different gifts but i couldn't narrow it down anymore so i opted to send them a gift card instead their response was wow i was expecting a more expensive and thoughtful gift okay first of all a little bit of context about what reddit gifts is think about it pretty much as the reddit version of secret santa but with literally hundreds of thousands of internet strangers taking part. So, Reddit Gifts is a giant online gift exchange that started connecting internet stranger friends around the world with one another in 2009. And last year, nearly 200,000 people participated. That's 200,000 internet strangers from 141 different countries, all putting their faith in one another and sending gifts around the world. Pretty awesome, right? I think so. Participating really is quite easy. It takes a few minutes to sign up create a profile Then you wait until matching day Reddit runs a big program that matches each person to someone else in a giant daisy chain You get that person's username and you can stalk that person in a friendly way To find a gift that they're gonna love and then mail it off to them And of course somebody else will be doing the same for you anonymously When you get it you post your photos of the awesome gift on reddit and everyone celebrates together Pretty much. This is a very wholesome event. It relies on people, you know, having integrity, actually going out there, getting a gift and mailing it off. If nobody does that, the whole thing falls apart. You have to, you know, get into it, do the right thing and actually send the gift off. And be grateful for the gift that you receive. Now, guys, that context is important because it just shows how entitled this person is. OP has said in the comments below that they sent a gift card worth more than twenty dollars to the person when the minimum spend of the whole Reddit gift Secret Santa thing was twenty dollars. So they're spending more money than they'd be expected to. They're giving this person who they have no idea really anything about them, just their name and some pictures or whatever, some information they can find online, the ability to spend that money on whatever they want via a gift card. Yes. Still, this person is saying, no, I I wanted a more thoughtful gift and I wanted one that's more expensive. Again, to make this completely transparent, they don't know each other. They're complete internet strangers. How can you want a more thoughtful gift? You don't know the person I, I don't get it and asking someone to spend more money on you someone that you do not know that is so entitled It kind of makes me wonder what this entitled person actually sent off for their gift to their anonymous stranger I would absolutely love to know but I guess we'll never know I really have a thought in the back of my mind that it might have been something actually really bad Like cheap terrible not thoughtful. This person is just entitled and self-centered. I don't know. That's my thoughts Now moving on to our next post racist lady and her friend take up eight seats in a crowded airport i was traveling with my brother and his five kids ages four to 15 we were in the airport in dallas and the way the seats were set up there was an entrance at one end of the row and then they went all the way down to the glass with two rows facing one another Two opposite rows were pretty close together also we're black which plays in it was packed and there were seven of us so we figured that we just have to stand around with the kids for 90 minutes or something like that but then i spotted some empty seats each with some stuff on it not a lot but something like a purse a jacket and a little shopping bag they were against the glass and these two older white ladies sat facing one another And had set their roller bags up like a wall preventing anyone from getting down the row i figured that they were maybe traveling with a large group who had left their stuff but it looked like one person's stuff spread out so i figured i would ask excuse me ladies are you traveling with anyone they stared at me for a while why one of them finally asked i'm wondering if those items belong to you or to your traveling companions they looked at one another and finally one said no those are our things do you mind if i move them so we can sit down long pause finally not looking at me they say we put them there yes mom i'm sure you did i'm not asking if you put them there i'm asking you if i could move it so my family could sit down finally one of them gets up in a huff and a scowl and gathers all their stuff and puts it on the seats next to them and says i don't know why you're making an old woman get up like this you think i've got energy for this I told you I would move it for you. Then she immediately snapped. I don't need a... I don't need you touching my things. Excuse me, mom? You don't need a what touching your things? I said I don't need you touching my things. No, you said you don't need a something touching your things. What don't you need? You! Still not looking at me. I paused and then said, Did you mean you don't need a... A... a a at this point she wasn't responding i counted out the seats and the kids all sat down with their bags on the floor it was still my brother and me and they had two seats with their stuff i'll need that one too i said as i pointed to her seats more huffing but no more smack from her i sat my big black self down right next to hers and put my bag on the floor they sat in silence until our flight was called wow you handled that like an absolute legend op although we didn't hear any explicit racism It's pretty clear from this account that these women were about to say something extremely racist And maybe had racist thoughts throughout in terms of why they wouldn't give OP and her family the seats That they were not using but just you know taking up selfishly calling them out though like that Just being obvious with it and saying you know what no say what you were gonna say Say it and and, and listen to how ridiculous it is amazing. The fact that they had nothing to say just spoke a thousand words Obviously racist obviously disgusting obviously get out of the airport. That's what I say now moving on to our third post Entitled Mum tells me my 14 year old sister was asking to be harassed gets roundly embarrassed so I am 16 almost 17 and my sister is 14 We were raised by a single dad who is ex-military and firmly believes if someone starts a fight with you Then you should end it I attend a pretty swanky boarding school in the uk And there's plenty of entitled mums and entitled kids running around But they're the sort of rich and don't realize they're a bit dense sort of people I'm gonna have to try and work out which boarding school this is wish me luck Me and my sister are in separate boarding houses, but see each other most days i love my sister and often feel the need to stick up for her in the boarding house next to mine there is an entitled kid who is 17 and is a very unpleasant young lad he's not particularly bright as a student but he's in the first team for rugby and is generally quite athletic he's been known to be a bully for a while now But he also seems to have a darker side and many girls have accused him of making creepy comments and openly threatening them around the start of October our drama class began to do casting for high school musical Now my sister is absolutely obsessed with it for some reason So me being the good brother and one of the favorite drama students I literally take it as a scholarship I managed to get her a role as a backup dancer and she was really happy The entitled kid also decided that he wanted a foray into drama And was also cast as a backup dancer Since his acting and singing were questionable at best This means he was working closely with my sister and the other dancers most of the time No problem, right? Wrong My sister tells me in the first two days that he was already getting creepy with her and some of the other girls More concerningly younger backup dancers I talked with my girlfriend about it and decided the next day i'd have a polite word with him I'm slightly autistic. So I sometimes need guidance on how to handle things like this The next day I went into the drama room and I clearly heard him say something which I will not repeat here To my sister and another girl I walked up to him Already not in a fantastic mood and says something along the lines of don't you dare say that to my sister Or any of the girls here you understand now this idiot replies dead ass Or war this next part. I clearly didn't think through properly, but I said Well, I could either knock your lights out or get you kicked out of the play and the rugby team with what i've heard you say Now i'm about six foot 135 pounds and i'm by no means weak but this guy is easily 63 170 to 190 pounds but nevertheless he grants some agreement and buggers off i thought nothing of it and the play went off without a hitch cut to three weeks ago and at 9 p.m when our homework time ends i decided to go with my girlfriend to celebrate eight months and i'm so glad i did we're walking behind the main school building when we heard someone clearly in distress. My girlfriend immediately went to find a teacher and I ran over to see what was going on Since at first I thought somebody had tripped or something I find the entitled kid has backed my sister into a corner and is threatening her shouting obscenities Standing in a very predatory stance She's lying on the floor with a noticeable bruise on her face and sort of shouting in anger and pain I immediately sort of grabbed the kid and started throwing punches My only goal was to get this monster away from my sister now despite him having size and most definitely strength on me I quickly realized every time he hit me it didn't hurt so bad But when I hit him he felt it more than I did I attribute this to the fact that i've gotten beaten up my whole life Mainly because people assume the autistic kid won't fight back while this prancy little princess Probably isn't used to being hit. Eventually, I got him in a headlock, which I did maybe hold for a bit too long, and when I let go, he didn't fight back, so I just got up and started kicking him. I'm not one of excessive violence. But something about this predator attacking my tiny relatively defenseless sister had me seeing red uh, yeah, mate i'm not surprised of course in a case of very bad timing My girlfriend shows up with the teacher just as the entitled kid starts to get the poop kicked out of him by me The teacher naturally separates us and gets us both sent to the head's office in the following morning Fairly enough seeing that the kid is badly beaten and that the teacher saw me kicking him The head thought that I was the aggressor Which also makes relative sense since the entitled kids disciplinary record is for the most part clean and mine has a few fights on it The entitled kids mum the queen female dog with the karen haircuts fake nails and very fake tan skin Arrives and promptly starts to go absolutely bat poop on me for assaulting her baby boy I once again did myself zero favors by bellowing back just as loud about what a pos her child is All in front of the head I couldn't care less either as far as i'm concerned the entitled kid was about to assault my sister And this dog was defending him at this point. I was beginning to think that I could be in big trouble Fights aren't something my school appreciate and I could maybe even face expulsion That is until my girlfriend and sister show up having asked the head to hear their side of the story claiming to have proof it turns out that my sister the clever one that she is had started recording on her phone while it was in her pocket when the entitled kid approached her i mean what a genius the video lasted seven minutes roughly and was full of the entitled kid threatening to (laughs) assault her saying how she should fight back etc and it ended after the teacher showed up at this point the headmaster decides that our parents will meet with him about the entitled kid's behavior and mine my dad told me that the entitled mum basically called me a menace to society, along with saying that I should be kept away from the normal kids. Alright, lady, I'm autistic, not psychotic. My dad, infuriated, said, Well, at least I didn't raise a paedophile. Amid their bickering, the head showed them the video, or better, a black screen and some audio. The entitled mum then tried justifying her son's words by saying, well your daughter was asking for it talking to my son like that i'm surprised my father didn't cave her skull in for that remark in the end the kid was expelled after some other girls also told the head some of the unsavory things that he'd said and done to them his mother has also been permanently removed from school grounds she was a careers advisor apparently my dad is proud of me and my sister got pizza and will get a new computer for her bravery she responded to all his creepy comments very insultingly how brave of her I should also mention that the entitled kids dad is a charming fellow Also ex-military and was shocked to his core by both his son's actions and his wife's response to the video He has profusely apologized both to me and my sister And has also said to my dad how remorseful he is that he didn't raise his son right I thought it fair to add this just in case anyone thought that he was like the entitled mum. I just thought i'd share what was a very mad experience. Wow. And there we go You know what actually yeah fair play op for talking about the dad there and explaining that he is not like his wife or their kid It's actually quite impressive the fact that he is, you know saying openly admitting i'm so sorry for what happened And i'm so sorry that I didn't raise my son correctly pretty horrific story I hate to even begin to imagine what might have happened if you and your girlfriend hadn't been there at that exact time That is lucky beyond belief, but hey, maybe it was meant to happen. I don't know Oh your sister fair play to her. It doesn't even sound like she's traumatized by the event She was defending herself amazingly the the you know The quick thinking to start recording on your phone at a moment of such terror is actually pure genius And I've got to say such a shame that people like this exist but hey at least He has been expelled that is all we can say my parents stalked me i am 21 i am female i understand that there can be dangers to dating but the way my parents go about it is ridiculous i met this girl on tinder a while ago and we've talked pretty much every day we had our first date a week ago at the mall it went great but i didn't tell my parents because i know how crazy they are fast forward to tuesday we're having another date now this one i do tell my parents about It was at the movies but i had the feeling that i shouldn't tell them that so instead i said oh we're going to the mall to hang out the movie went great and i went over to my date's place afterwards then i get texts from my parents asking why i'm not at the mall my dad had driven an hour to that mall look for me and look for my car holy heck you are insane then after my dad tracks me with my phone and asks me why i'm near the beach that's where my date lives like dude what listen i understand wanting to value my safety but that was an extreme violation of my boundaries i had a gut feeling telling them where i was actually would be a mistake and i was correct and they still don't see how screwed up it is to stalk their adult daughter all right a few things op first of all tell them to fuck off And that's actually not a joke like what are they doing you're 21 i get it look being a protective parent especially over a daughter it makes sense okay but not that don't do that that's way too far second of all turn whatever your little stalking silly app is off they don't need to know where you are at all points if i had to have that on my whole time my parents like yeah i need to know where you are uh, no, that wouldn't happen. I'd probably just turn it off to be honest. Uh, yeah turn that off. That's weird Oh my god I've just seen a comment as well from OP. actually upset because I really like this girl But my parents are probably gonna scare her away sad face sad face Mate, I just feel bad for you honestly just don't tell the girl that you even have parents just say you're an orphan Honestly, just f them f- them off now moving on to our second post of today's episode Mum wants me to give her my cats. I volunteer fostering cats My cats tend to go to a cat cafe, so I don't typically do meet and greets, but when I do, I'll have people stop by so they can see the cat in its territory and get a good sense for the cat's personality. A mum and her four-year-old daughter stopped by to meet one of my kittens. She applied online and went through the foster organization, so I didn't know her, but my husband was home, so I felt pretty safe. I have four cats of my own, and for this meet and greet, I shut them in my guest room just to make things easier. They're not huge fans of kids anyway. Everything was going great they met and liked the kitten and when we were walking back to the entrance we passed the guest room then the four-year-old heard my cat's meowing so she sprinted to the door and opened it before i realized what was happening the cat's scattered except for my gray one now he is an adorable boy with a half milk mustache and little mittens the four-year-old fell in love immediately and ran to him and started yelling that she wanted this one because it was the same as a stuffed animal she has the mum asked me how much it was for him and i politely said he wasn't up for adoption she kept arguing with me Trying to get that cat but like i said he is my cat the four-year-old then started shrieking because she couldn't have the cat and she picked him up i asked her to put him down but she's four she started squeezing him and he was trying to get away but at that point he hadn't used his nails yet he's such a good boy the mum made no moves to intervene and i tried to take the cat without touching the girl but i didn't want to play tug of war and hurt the cats so as gently as i could i tried to put her arms apart Then the mum came at me, screaming for touching her kid. The cat got away, and the whole way to their car, they kept screaming about how I was a terrible person, and I shouldn't have showed them a cat they can't have. The four-year-old was bawling uncontrollably. It was horrible. I felt horrible. The mum threatened to call the cops and my foster org. My husband was asleep because he works third shift, so he only caught the tail end of it. He obviously doesn't think that I was the butthole in this story because giving up our cat was never an option. Also, I know cat tax is a thing, but I'm not going to share pictures of him to avoid any ability to trace back to me and my foster group. I don't want any negative publicity for them because there are people who think I handled the situation poorly. I don't want any of my actions to reflect on my foster organization. All right, sorry, but can someone explain how OP has handled the situation poorly? Like, I don't get that at all. What do you want her to do in that situation? Just say, yeah have my cat but in what other way can you say no that's my cat you can't adopt it how is that handling the situation poorly that is just stupid and again like i tend to say in my videos i don't blame the kid in this situation especially given they're four years old right they see an adorable cat they're gonna want it obviously therefore i do blame the mum though for even entertaining that and not just saying right away no darling that's not your cat and that one is not up for adoption sorry let's move on speaking of moving on now for story three the little idiot that ruined my halloween this isn't as much entitled parents as it is entitled kids and completely incompetent parents honestly r slash incompetent parents would be a good subreddit that is actually a good shout not people that are entitled just parents that have no idea what's going on and are just not capable of taking care of their kids i would back it so in my house halloween is like advanced christmas we aren't just into it we are it my dad starts setting up well over a month in advance and we have some stuff to my chagrin up all year. Now, apparently chagrin means disgust. So, Opie doesn't like it, but his family have Halloween stuff up all year. Now, if that's not Halloween obsessed, I don't know what is. The whole property, all the way around, has hundreds of decorations. So, this year, my dad drove over an hour to get the last Jack Skellington animatronic available in our entire state. It cost around $300, but he had to have it to match our Sally by the entrance. So backstory out of the way this family are a little bit obsessed So while my dad's out there amongst the animatics giving tours and talking with our literal professional clown friend who's helping out I'm on candy duty. So a large group of kids come to the door and Immediately knock jack over because they're all wanting to crowd and not wait in line, but it wasn't damaged yet They then almost knocked over sally as I put jack back up Eventually, he's standing up and I can give them their candy But I don't even get a chance to say take two or take a handful This kid just takes a handful then another I tell him. Okay, that's enough and he takes another handful saying wow This is so much I once again tell him no that's enough now as I take the bowl and move it to the other side of the door Closer to the other boys the same guy though reaches for a fourth and I move his hand away Finally all the kids have candy. So everything's fine right? I can finally give the two little princesses who showed up their treats too now. Well, I guess I was wrong. As I'm reaching to the bowl to give to the girls, I see that same kid grab Jack and knock him forward on purpose. It feels like slow motion as he tips forward and pop off with his head. Jack is laying on the ground beheaded and I'm just standing there shocked as I see this kid walk away. The poor girl was trying to ask if she can take two, but I was so shocked it took me a while to reply and it was awkward. I still feel bad because it wasn't the girl's fault. I wish I could have told them a cheerful, happy Halloween. After I give the girls their candy, I straighten up Jack and assess the damage. And yep, he's dead. I I mean dead dead, not his usual undead self. Wires, a completely clean break. The plastic, no. So no hope of twisting the wires back or fitting the head back on. After a minute, I go to the group of parents and ask if they are the parents of that group. They say yes, and I tell them how one kid purposely knocked over Jack while he's currently punching our inflatables. They all immediately knew which kid this was, and they said something around, yeah, he can be a little rough in a very boys will be boys dismissive way. Later, I found, according to my dad, that the kid was still kicking and punching the inflatables after I left As the dad stood there and the mum said stop once but didn't actually do anything I eventually found my dad and told him what happened to say He looked like someone kicked his puppy as he held jack's head would be an understatement I told him he can talk to the parents since they are still here Maybe they might listen to an adult man more than a petite woman But he couldn't find whose parent was whose as none of the parents stepped up to take responsibility for their kid so he didn't say anything he's still been kind of down and i've been off it's his favorite day and i'm so upset that parents will just stand there and not even care and think they shouldn't even be sympathetic that their kid destroyed someone's expensive property because they're a spoiled brat this halloween has been a bad year uh yeah to those parents just a quick little message you're an absolute embarrassment you're a disgrace you are nothing nothing. you're a fool fool. and you're a waste of time time. Uh, if you are someone watching this video just know that i think that of you so just deal with that all right i mean seriously like come on every normal parent or person would say i'm so sorry that my kid has done that you know we'll discipline him later or whatever tell him that's wrong and then offer to pay the money back not just offer just pay the money back not that money can replace things like this that you know there's only one of in the whole town or whatever that he drove an hour to get but still at least offer the money at least come on that's the least you can do at least and also like the kid is only rough right because again i know i always say don't blame the kids and this kid yeah probably is a little like swine but he's only rough because his parents have told him not to be rough so he thinks he can get away with it like i don't think he's doing it maliciously like he's not probably a very malicious person just naturally i think it's just his parents clearly not standing up not taking responsibility for their rough kid letting him do whatever he wants and eventually he's gonna end up punching someone in the face so uh, yeah take that as you want to you clowns i mean, to be fair i say punch in the face probably just going to prison is what i actually mean everyone gets in a fight once in a while yeah there you go Mum felt entitled to my wish after i was diagnosed and survived cancer so today i a 29 year old woman am 13 years in remission from cancer i had a very aggressive type with less than 20 percent chance of survival for the first five years chance of the specific type coming back after five years was reduced to zero percent but that's not the story i'm here to share it's just relevant information as i was 16 i qualified for make a wish i'd played around with a bunch of potential ideas destination vacations meeting my favorite band getting electronics once the idea of traveling somewhere warm came up my mum, the entitled parent of this story was convinced that that was what was happening with my wish the discussion of Barbados came up, so that's what she set her mind to. However, I was still on the fence, and after discussing it with my correspondent at Make-A-Wish, I wanted to meet my favorite band instead. We would not have been able to go to the Caribbean for the trip, simply because of costs, but we could have still gone somewhere warm and out of country. We live in northern Canada, so that's minus 40 degrees Celsius winters. Wow. Those talks of Florida, California, or even Hawaii as a destination to meet them at. I wrote a letter directed to said band explaining how listening to them helped me through my treatments and one song in particular that the youngest wrote and my correspondent had mailed it out to the managers and they were going to begin preparations for the band to get time scheduled for the wish. When I told my mum what I wanted and the plan to meet the band, she went nuts. She went off about how I deserve this trip as much as you do because I've been there for you the entire time. And that if I wanted to do anything besides going to Barbados, I could find another adult to supervise the trip because neither her or my stepdad would be joining me since it wasn't what she wanted. She then told me to pack my bags and told me that I'd be staying at my dad's place until I came to your senses. And she told me to Wish that we were going to Barbados. I spent over a month at my dad's and the correspondent tried to convince me to go through with what I really wanted several times during the period before I finally caved and let my mum have what she wanted. Now, my parents did make a compromise with me at the time and told me that they'd drive me to their concert in Toronto if I paid for the entire trip. Foolish. 17-year-old me thought that this was a great idea. I get to see the band in concert, I make my parents happy in the end. It cost a lot, my parents complained the whole time, but at least I'd seen them in concerts. On the occasional time where the conversation of the trip to Barbados comes up, my mum likes to paint herself as the victim after all these years. Oh, could you imagine if you'd have gone through with it and we'd missed out on going to Barbados? You would have gone with someone else's mum instead and left us, that's her and my stepdad, behind. I would have never forgiven you if you'd done that. So, wow, putting the blame on her daughter who had cancer. Great. To this day, I am still a huge fan of that band. They were on hiatus for a while, but came back, and this whole situation really sticks in my mind, especially when I see them performing on shows and on their two tours that they've done post-hiatus. Yes, I saw them in concert and it was a great time, but I could have physically met them and gone to a concert through Make-A-Wish while traveling to another country without having to pay out of pocket for the experience all because my mum felt entitled to making my wish about her rather than the actual recipient of it now i understand that she didn't care to meet the band herself but there could have been many more opportunities available aside from just doing that look i nearly died it shouldn't have been a question of her doing whatever she wanted for my wish especially with the extremely high chance of the cancer coming back Seriously, does it get any lower than trying to steal your own daughter's make a wish? That is genuinely incredible. What is that? I wonder, OP, if you still bring it up with your mum to this day. Does she even know that she was in the wrong? Does she feel guilty? Have you told her how you feel? Maybe she's just so obtuse that she doesn't even realize that what she did was horrible. Who knows? She's clearly exceptionally entitled. And now moving on to our second entitled parent story of this video. Now, this one is actually a two-parter. And trust me, as it goes along, it gets pretty bloody serious. Let's go entitled dad tries to gaslight manipulate and extort me for 90k over a used prius because i got the coronavirus vaccine so my parents are complete anti-vaxxer karens and darrens we're talking full on vaccines cause autism and coronavirus was invented by bill gates to mind control us all with spike proteins Horse paced guzzling types with no sense of personal responsibility or empathy for others. I repeatedly watched them get kicked out of businesses for refusing to wear a mask. And my Karen mother even had a meltdown in a grocery store that I'm surprised wasn't recorded and blasted all over the internet. But that's not what this story is about The problem came around when I, a non-binary 24 year old, got the vaccine for work My job has me dealing with a lot of people And a large amount of them are elderly, pregnant or immune compromised I figured I'd just get it and not tell them since I live about an hour away in the next day over And at the time, visited them once a week on my day off after my second shot, I got a little sick. Note, if you get the shot, make sure you drink a lot of electrolyte drinks after, or you'll feel like rubbish. Uh, yeah, I did, both times. And while laid up in bed, I called my sister, who lives four hours away because it was her birthday. During the conversation, I mentioned that I'd gotten the vaccine. Unbeknownst to me, my Karen mother was in the car with her during a visit I didn't know about, and heard every word. She proceeds to have a five alarm meltdown at my sister's house saying that I'm going to die while my sister gives me a play-by-play via text. When my mother returned at the end of the week, she called me and told me that I'm no longer allowed over at her house unless I take these supplements she got off Facebook to stop the spike proteins, oh my God. And that I'm not allowed to visit my brother, who is 39 and lives two states over, or his kids. Now, at this point, I'd had enough of her rubbish and told her that my health is none of her business and whether or not I can visit is my brother's decision, not hers. She exploded and I hung up the phone. An important thing to note here is that the car I drive, a used Prius, technically belonged to my grandparents. After my grandmother had a stroke and got in a car crash, a minor one where no one was injured, thank God, they decided to give me the car since I needed one and they told my dad to make that happen since he had power of attorney. He agreed to do it in exchange for $2,500 that he put towards the 90,000 parent plus loan he has from my college. I gave him $600 a month in addition to pay my own loans to help since it's a lot of money Even though his salary is around 200k and I make $17 an hour nice midway through my exile I decided to try to be the bigger person and clear things up with my mum. I invited her out to lunch to listen to her concerns and establish some boundaries for the both of us So we can move on with our relationship now. I know that sounds dumb but I thought since she gave birth to me, I could reason with her and we could talk it out like adults. That didn't happen. The entire lunch, she treated me like I was diseased. She wouldn't touch or hug me and kept her food as far away from me as possible. When I tried to broach the subject of apologizing and patching this up, she launches into a tirade about how she will not compromise or walk on eggshells for me. For no reason she also drags my sexuality into it i've been openly queer since i was a teen and while they're not openly disapproving they still do avoid the topic like the plague i never told them i was non-binary because i knew how they'd react and she said that since it makes her uncomfortable i needed psychological help that was my last straw i said goodbye walked away from the table and decided to go no contact while i grieved and made a plan for how to move forward Fast forward a few weeks when I went to renew my tabs and made an appointment to renew my license. They get sent to my parents' house because my dad still holds the title. Since I still had limited contact with my dad, I asked him about it and we agreed to get the car title settled. I tell him I'll go anywhere but the house to do it because I didn't want to face my mum while I was still angry and say something to her that I'd regret. He kept moving the time and place around until last night he called and finally said either I come to the house to confront them or he'll call the police. I remind him that they both forbade me from going back to the house and I kid you not, he went full gaslight and says, No, we did not. You're making stuff up. I tell him i'm not going to the house and that's when he told me I needed to come back for the title paperwork and to sign a promissory note I asked him what the promissory note is for and he told me it's an agreement to pay the parent plus loan back to him He literally said it was the only leverage I ever had over you and that if I didn't sign I wasn't getting the car I told him it wasn't my loan and he got really angry and called me a bunch of names He ended the conversation by telling me that either I show up at the house or forfeit the free car. I asked for my $2,500 back and he told me to F off. After a night of crying, I called my sister and made a plan to close the bank accounts my dad has access to and just get a different car with the money I have in my savings and leave my grandparents' car and keys in their driveway while they're gone. Just mail them some money each month for the loan without a return address A used prius is not worth signing my life away to some entitled pos Yo, what is it in this episode with entitled parents and their own children? Like I've always thought that, you know Parents would be the ones to look out for their kids and help them not, you know Completely go against that and just treat them horribly like we're seeing in this video I don't know makes no sense to me. It's a strange one It's just really weird because you've been the one that's actually paying them in the first place And now they're trying to use you even more I genuinely thought that it was only your mum who was the bad parent to be honest early in the story Like she was the anti-vaxxer the crazy one, but no your dad's just a strange what a weird couple of people. Anyway guys, this is only part one. The story has developed. Let's get into part two Okay, then part two. Hello again reddits I'd first like to thank everyone who commented on my original post I cannot explain to you the relief in knowing i'm not alone in this and that your advice was extremely helpful Yeah, guys, honestly the comments on the first post was so supportive. I didn't show you them, but I read through them myself They were brilliant to be honest. It's been a whirlwind of a week but I can proudly say that i've now officially gone no contacts with crazy anti-vaxxer mum and dad Honestly, i've never felt more relieved I knew after the post that I had to do something as soon as possible I decided at the end of my last post that it wasn't worth keeping the car I texted my manager at work on sunday and she green-lighted a pto day for me the following monday For those of you that don't know like me pto stands for paid time off First thing I did was go straight to my bank the moment it opened and I explained my situation. The clerk I worked with was extremely understanding and helped me plan a strategy. I couldn't ditch the car until Saturday, and I didn't want my entitled dad figuring out what I was up to until it was too late. She suggested we keep the old account up since he could see it, but move most of my money to a new account through a withdrawal deposit, so it just looked like I paid rent or something. While we worked the transaction, I texted my entitled dad, agreeing to meet next week, Thursday, to sign the promissory notes. This smug butthole replied that that was fine and said, it's good that you're coming to your senses. I'm amazed. I didn't pull something with how hard my eyes rolled Once I finished up at the bank, I thanked the clerk and moved on to my next move Obviously, I was going to need a new car. I'm sure my dad thought he wiped me out with that 2.5k He didn't have access to my savers accounts, So he didn't actually have a clue how much money I actually had saved up Late Sunday night, I inquired about a lot of used cars in my area and got a response back from a dealer who had a car I liked with decent mileage right in my price range. After the bank, I drove over there and after a quick inspection and look at the car's history, I went ahead and bought it. While I waited for all the paperwork to go through, I tapped away on my phone and extricated myself from everything I shared with them. Car insurance, health insurance, everything. I decided in order to go full no contact, I needed to vanish from their life completely. Car purchased, I moved on to my next move, changing my phone number. My dad still had me on his phone plan. I did worry that I'd have to get a new phone, since technically he bought it back in December. I gave him the money and he went into the store. Luckily, since I paid the full amounts and it wasn't on a payment plan, I got to keep my phone. Score! Getting on my own account and switching everything took all of 15 minutes and I walked out a free human. I went home and talked to my landlord about the event. She lives with me, it's a shared house, and said if my dad comes knocking for me, she'll call the cops, which is super cool of her. My manager, who knows my situation and is a real MVP, helped me pick up my new car on Tuesday. That just left getting rid of the Prius. Obviously, I'd need help. I couldn't drive the car there and just get a cab back since my dad's house is way out in the sticks I don't have a lot of friends since I moved here during the lockdown and I haven't done a lot of going out and socializing Even though I am now vaccinated So I asked my partner and my rock through this whole nightmare Since he can't drive long distances due to a health problem, he asked some of our mutual friends. Well, uh, his friends, who I've only hung out with a handful of times. I didn't think anybody would do it, since I don't exactly live close to my parents, and I needed to drop off the car in the dead of night to ensure my safety. But, to my surprise, multiple people came forward saying that they'd help. Guys, I cannot impress upon you the relief in just knowing I have allies. I nearly burst into tears when I got the text volunteering to not only meet me in the middle of nowhere at the dead of night, Then drive my sorry butt back home but offers to have me stay with them instead just in case my entitled dad tried to hunt me down it just felt so good to know that people cared about what i was going through and wanted to help and i felt so deeply moved by their kindness and generosity after the most nerve-wracking week of my life i woke up at 2am on saturday morning and met my partners in not really a crime at a gas station near my entitled dad's house We successfully dropped off the Prius and once I got back home I immediately turned around and drove to my brother's place in the next state To meet up with my sister and hang out with my adorable little baby nieces The best part is while I was hanging out with the kids My dad called my sister livid that I wasn't answering the phone And demanded to know how the Prius got to his house My sister looked at me dead in the eye as she told my dad that she has no idea what he's talking about and that I've been at my brother's place since Friday. When he demanded to talk to me, she said he couldn't because I'd already left and hung up the phone. She told me over a nice bottle of bourbon that she'd also been planning on going no contact with them for a while and that she was so proud of me for having the strength to pull this all off. Now I'm just straight chilling. Looking forward to the future with my court appearance for a legal name change looming just over the horizon and following up on a couple applications I put out for some higher paying jobs in my field. I can't say for sure that they won't try something, but my dad is very limited in what he can do. Really, it feels like I've dropped a huge weight. They really caused me a great deal of pain and suffering throughout my years on this planet, and it feels amazing to finally be free. Wow, what a great story. I guess this story just Shows how speaking to people can genuinely change lives. I'm going to put on screen right now just a few of the hundreds, if not thousands, of supportive comments that op has received on both part one and part two. And clearly, we can tell from part two that that ultimately has led to her decision to go non contact with her horrible, entitled parents, which is clearly just a win. Amazing stuff. I guess it just shows really that speaking to people and hearing their opinions can alter your mindset in a really positive way. Opie well done. Apparently, my friend owns an entire city. I planned a trip to a particular tourist friendly city I really like visiting because of the history and number of things to do while there. I know someone who lives in the area and when I mentioned I was planning to spend a few days there, it was suggested that I stay in her guest room to save on hotel costs. This friend has some mental health issues, mainly undiagnosed bipolar, I suspect but diagnosed depression and anxiety and can be a little flaky. So I didn't cancel my reservation at the hotel as I didn't prepay and could always cancel later. I didn't tell her that though. Fast forward to a week before the trip and she tells me she's not feeling mentally able to have someone stay with her she's feeling anxious so she wants to be alone and she tells me not to come i took that to mean i couldn't stay with her which was fine i still had my hotel reservation and since it was in the city center it would be more convenient location wise anyway so i fly into the city and get an uber to my hotel then get settled i texted her and asked how she was feeling that day she said she was okay and not feeling very anxious that particular day. So I texted back, that's great, I'm glad you're having a good day. Do you feel like getting dinner tonight? If not, that's alright, I thought it would just be nice to catch up while I'm here, but I understand if you don't fill up to it just let me know. A few minutes later, she calls me and immediately starts screaming and shrieking at me that she had told me not to come and that I had no right to be there or to put her in the position of having to entertain when she doesn't want to. I calmly told her I didn't expect her to entertain me at all if she didn't want to and that I was perfectly happy to just explore by myself each day and relax in my hotel every night no obligation for her to even see me if she didn't want to. She yelled at me again that I was a horrible person for invading her privacy and coming to the city when she told me not to. I responded that whether or not I stayed with her or even saw her, wasn't a factor in my decision to visit the city for a long weekend. I was in a hotel and happy to be there so I could come and go as I please. She's now doing some thinking about our friendship and deciding whether she can remain friends with someone who goes against her wishes like that. Yeah, I don't think she really needs to put much thought into that because I'm done with the friendship myself. I don't need a friend who tries to act like she can keep a person from visiting a tourist-heavy city just because she doesn't want to see them, or anyone else. The entitlement she's shown is pretty alarming, even taking into account her mental health issues. Expecting someone to cancel a trip they planned without you being a factor... Wow now look guys seriously i'm not trying to belittle this girl's mental health issues But I really don't think this has anything to do with them at all Like OP has made it very clear. There is zero obligation to see her. She's just touring the city It's not that deep but no this girl is saying that you're not allowed into my entire city Very very weird. All right now moving on to our second entitled story Misunderstood girlfriend tried to get me in trouble So, one of my older brothers has this entitled girlfriend that often gets her way For example, if the majority of us want to play a board game, she'll cry about it to my brother that she doesn't want to play and tell my brother not to play so we end up not playing because there's not enough players. Whenever she comes over to visit, she would make herself at home. Seriously. I saw her using my PlayStation without my permission and when I asked her to stop, she said it's okay since we're basically family. She doesn't like to share things and on holidays like Christmas, she often asks for presents from all of us even my younger sister who doesn't even have a job because supposedly, again, we're family. Okay, now that you understand how entitled she is, let's get to the part that annoyed me about her the most. My older brother is called Man. It's pronounced as Man. That's right, you address him as Man because his name is Man. So one day during a gathering, we were talking about the silly things that Man did recently because we all know he's the type to do funny but stupid things. And I commented, oh, That sounds like such a man thing to do. The girlfriend blew up. She was bright red, swung her long blonde hair as if it was a weapon and glared at me as if I was the biggest scum in the world. That's such a disgusting thing to say. You're so sexist. What he did has nothing to do with his gender and you should apologize. So it took me a while to understand why she was blowing up like this until I finally realized oh snap she thought i meant his gender not his name oh no sorry i think you misunderstood oh shut it i can't believe mum raised the sexist pig like you now she meant my mum but she addresses her as mum as well because apparently we're family what no seriously you misunderstood i should have you disowned for your toxic thinking once i tell Mum about this she's going to have my back and she'll beat the heck out of you for your narrow mind I was just kind of speechless. As she continued ranting on, I looked at my younger sister as a way to say, is she for real? Now, my sister knows, of course, that I meant man, my brother, not man as in man. So she just thought this was funny and shrugged and just kept watching her going on a full rant. After she finished her long speech, she marched out of the room and grabbed my brother and my mum and told them what I said and that I should be punished for my narrow thinking. My brother and mother knew immediately that I meant his name, so they tried to tell her that but she refused to believe them because she knew what she heard. With my mum and brother in tow, she came back to the living room and screeched that I'm in major trouble and that mum is for sure on her side. My mum rolled her eyes and spoke in our native language, so she couldn't hear what we were talking about. Also, our language can sound a bit mean if we put in a lot of the accent and exaggeration in a loud voice. So, mum said to me, in our native language, Pretend I'm yelling at you. Why? because she's crazy and she won't shut up and I've got dinner to cook. Well, can't we just tell her the misunderstanding? Do you really wanna try? I then proceed to stomp out the room as she smirked with her arms folded. During dinner, we all gathered at the dining table and the girlfriend kept smirking as she eyes me down and kept making indirect comments about me. My sister then leans into my ear and whispered, man is planning on dumping her. And I choked on my noodles, trying to suppress my laughter. The girlfriend looked confused as to why I was covering my mouth, but I just kept stifling my laugh. A week later, man announced he broke up with her and seems like a happy and free man. ba Well, hey man, I'm sorry you had to go through that. If I'm honest, I think you managed the situation really well. Dealing with your girlfriend in an appropriate manner and then dumping her. Good job. And now for our third entitled parent story. Entitled dad slash deadbeat dad legally steals $65,000 from daughter about to start college. This is not my story, but another post reminded me of a friend that this happened to. Entitled dad with a wife, son, and daughter, both under 10 years old, has an affair, gets young girlfriend pregnant, dumps his family for her, and the baby not yet born. Despite being ordered to pay child support to his two older children, he rarely pays. And if he does, it's a hundred or two tossed at them a couple of times a year. He only sees them on holidays at his parents' house, but occasionally calls during their birthday month or a few weeks after. Twice or three times in five years, he called with less than an hour's notice and picked them up for burgers and hot dogs at a drive-in restaurant, where you sit in the car, and a server brings your food out on a tray that hooks on the car window. Meanwhile, the young girlfriend decides raising one baby is all she's up for, so she dumps his butts. And of course, he treats her and his new baby daughter the same as his ex-wife and older children. Years pass. The new baby daughter is 15, and her mother is killed in a car wreck. The court orders her to live with the dad. Why did the entitled dad fight for her in court when he hadn't cared less about her in 15 years? Well, it was a commercial truck that hit and killed her mother, and the company was desperate to make an out of court settlement to avoid a lawsuit. The daughter hates her dad, but she's powerless to defy the courts. The settlement is accepted for about $65,000. The money goes into a college fund, but of course, the entitled dad is on the account because of US law. And you know what happens next. The next couple of years are rocky, but the daughter is a quiet type who avoids confrontation. So she mostly just studies and endures, waiting to get out and go to college. It comes time to go to college and she discovers that her dad had cleaned out the accounts and closed it. When she confronted him, he did the classic reaction of yelling, calling her names, saying she owed him, etc. Surprise ending, she and her older half-sister became good friends as adults. Unfortunately, the older brother turned out to be a lot like his dad. Oh my, well, I thought the title was shady at first, but that was even worse than I'd expected Jesus. You're telling me the only reason this dad came back into his daughter's life was because her mum was tragically killed and he thought he could make money out of it. I mean, that is mind-blowing entitlement right there. Wow. And now moving on to our final story of today's episode. Karen doesn't realise that I'm a citizen tries to enslave wife and me with fake debts. This is a story about somebody much more well-off than me expecting me to meet their financial obligations while demanding that I falsify medical paperwork and commit insurance fraud while withholding pay. Basically, my wife and I had just immigrated back to the US and needed jobs and a place to stay. We thought we'd struck gold when a fabulously wealthy woman hired myself as a groundskeeper and maintenance guy, and my wife as a cook and maid for her elderly parents. The pay was low, but part of it involved being able to live rent-free in the second house on the estates. The elderly couple were extremely senile, But still the sweetest old folks you can imagine it was a really nice property so for a few months everything was great then about three months in my wife noticed the pantry which was itself bigger than our living room was not being restocked by the grocery delivery company that normally did these things We contacted our employer who flew into a rage that managing that sort of thing was our responsibility. So she'd canceled the delivery service without telling us. It became apparent that she fully expected us to notice and take care of it ourselves. When I asked her how she expected us to buy groceries for her parents when she didn't even tell us she canceled the service, she became extremely irate. Direct quotes, then why the F do I sign a check to each of you every week? Yeah, this dog earnestly thought we should be using our personal paychecks, which were not very big, to pay for her parents' upkeep. After much deliberation, she grudgingly left us a credit card to go out and buy groceries for her parents which added to our workload at no extra pay, but we didn't have anywhere else to stay and no other job lined up. So we just dealt with it. Well, another few months go by and she contacts us again. She wants us to sign something. The paperwork shows up and it requests for medical documentation from an insurance company. The chick wants us to attach our timesheets to it, sign it and send it back to the insurance company. Well, I read it and it becomes apparent she has elder care insurance to pay for live-in nursing services and has told them that we are nurses so she can try and get them to pay our wages. I contact her and inform her that we have not provided medical care, we're not licensed to, And we're not gonna fill out the paperwork cue mother of all poop storms karen goes nuts screaming into the phone about how much she has done for us and that we owe her how she will report that we're neglecting her parents and then call immigration on us and have us deported i don't think she ever realized that i am a citizen and my wife immigrated legally i tell her that what she's asking us to do is fraud and that i'd rather get fired than arrested for a felony I tell her she has 90 days to find a replacement for us and that we'll be moving out. Things devolve into her screaming about how much money she has and how she's besties with the cops and has a bunch of expensive lawyers to sue us with. I suggest that she ask one of those lawyers how they feel about defending her for insurance fraud and then I hang up. My wife and I continue our services for the old folks while looking for a new place because they were actually super nice and the situation wasn't their fault. They were also very senile, mistaking us for other people they knew, forgetting they had kids, etc. So they can't be held accountable for their daughter's behavior, as they lack any ability to intervene. Then, instead of a paycheck, I get a bill for the last 8 months of rent and a note that she isn't paying our wages until we Pay me back for everything you owe me! plus interest. She had valued the rent of the second house provided in our contract at more than she paid us monthly. So we'd never actually be able to pay it off. Yeah, this dog actually tried to make us into indentured servants. So without responding, I continue performing my duties, studiously keeping logs on our hours and retaining all the receipts for how much more we owed her. 90 days go by without a paycheck. We purchase groceries using the card she provided, which she added to our debts. We document everything. About a week before the 90-day, we contact two government agencies. First, the State Department of Labor to report exploitation, and second, Adult Protective Services to inform them that an elderly couple that requires caretaking are going to no longer have caretakers and that their daughter has refused to provide it. Then we call her and inform her that she is going to be receiving some phone calls from these agencies shortly and should probably contact her attorney. There was about a 60 second dead silence on the phone, then hysterical laughter as she hung up. Okay, not the response I expected, but screw it. One more week and we're gone. Eight hours later, she shows up in the driveway in a rental car this dog bought a one-way plane ticket to come out to the estate and report us to the cops for trespassing on the property this of course doesn't work because we've got a tenancy contract and if she wants us gone she has to utilize the legal eviction process she then tries to claim we are illegal aliens which a quick glance in our wallets at our ids by the cops proves false She starts to shriek at them about if they know who she is or how expensive her lawyers are. The cops have that unique expression of irritated and amused. That cops dealing with some dumb stuff they aren't allowed to comment on get and advise her not to talk to us or attempt to enter or go near the guest house. She moves into their house that night and presumably takes over our duties. I would go out on the balcony every day for the week before I left to drink my coffee, and smile as I stared across the big, luxurious lawn to see her standing in the picture window, arms crossed, glaring death at me. To make a long story short, the expensive lawyers she has convinced her to pay our back wages with additional interest for violating state labor laws by withholding them. It turns out that trying to enforce actual slavery is still illegal after all. Who knew? Like, what is this woman playing at? She should be locked up. That is genuinely modern day slavery. If you are charging someone rent and then paying their wages at less than the rent, how can they ever escape? Seriously? Like, like what is this? This is like a, a modern day prison as well. Ridiculous. Lock her up. And throw away the bloody key entitled parents want me to fake my vaccination card I am an 18 year old woman and I still live with my parents who are anti-vaxxers and since the pandemic also covidiots in my country, they are called quadenka. My mum is especially against all COVID restrictions. She doesn't believe that COVID is dangerous, and she thinks that the government only wants to control and kill us. She said repeatedly that we're living in a dictatorship, and that the vaccine is going to kill us all. Also, since the pandemic, she's started on various protests and is heavily active in conspiracy groups on Telegram, Facebook, etc what a woman now my father isn't as extreme as her but he also believes that the vaccine is going to harm us because there hasn't been enough research yet in my country i have to be tested nearly every day in school in order to avoid infections and online school so does my brother who is an 18 year old my father also has to be tested every day at his workplace and if anyone is covid positive all of us will have to quarantine for two weeks If you're working, you don't get paid during this period of time. This could be avoided if you get the vaccine. We wouldn't have to be tested regularly and we wouldn't be quarantined if anyone in our class or family member has COVID. That's the initial situation of my story. The father of my best friend is a doctor and also an anti-vaxxer. He is allowed to vaccinate patients, but he just uses it as an excuse to fake vaccinate himself and his family That's his daughter, son, and wife. My family is really close to his. I've been friends with his daughter since elementary school, and we live in the same neighborhood. He knows that my parents are also anti-vaxxers, and he made an offer to my mother approximately two months ago. He would also fake vaccinate us, my parents, my brother, and me. Oh my god, you're telling me a doctor is giving out fake vaccines. What? is going on now my mother has been afraid that i'm going to get vaccinated because i don't believe in all this bs about the government and covid i think covid is dangerous and deadly she knows my opinion and is deeply afraid that I will get killed because of the vaccine as soon as I turn 18 Guess what? One week after my birthday, I got vaccinated without them knowing two months ago She told me about the doctor's offer and I clearly declined back then I was still 17 It is a crime in bad cases You have to go to jail for five years and I don't want to affect innocent people because i'm not really vaccinated I said all of this to her and at first she tried to make me feel guilty She wouldn't be afraid anymore that I got vaccinated. She's done so much for us, etc But I still declined. She hasn't brought it up since then one week ago My parents wanted to talk to me and my brother in private They shut down the internet and brought our mobiles into a different room. I immediately knew what they wanted from us Apparently my mother told my father about the doctor's offer because he has enormous pressure at his workplace, getting tested every day, the risk of being positive and quarantining for two weeks without payments. My father told us about his problems at work and said that it would be disastrous for us, me and my brother, if he tested positive, because both of us are going to be graduating this year and missing two weeks of school is really bad. I just thought he was going to tell us about the offer and leave the decision up to us, but I thought wrong. He and my mother decided that either the whole family is going to get fake vaccinated or nobody is. I understand that my father is under enormous pressure and I wouldn't say anything if he does accept the offer, but he said he won't do it if any of us decide against it. The problem is that he really wants to do it. I said again that I won't accept that offer, but I also won't stop them. Now, the fun begins. He started to blame me because now he wouldn't be able to do it. He said that we will do it as family, but is angry that I'm against it. He's decided that. He can also decide to just do it with my brother. I didn't agree with his decision in the first place. At that moment, he's shouting at me, trying to guilt trap me. I just wanted to go and said I was gonna think about it. Four days ago, that's three days after the first conversation, I told my mother that I still won't do it. During dinner, my father brought the topic up again. I still declined and told them they can do it without me. He didn't accept my answer. He started shouting again and also insulted me. How dumb I am, how stubborn, and that I think I'm so much better than them. He said he was disappointed in me because he thought that I was smarter than that, etc. That hurt me. I don't think I'm dumb. I'm one of the best of my class and I'm currently doing the German version of A-levels and I absolutely don't think I'm something better than my parents. I just don't agree with them. After that, he started to have some kind of breakdown, I think. He started crying and saying that he was worried that he wouldn't be able to provide for us anymore if he gets quarantined, because he won't get paid during this period of time. He admitted that he is putting enormous pressure on me, but he doesn't care. You have to know that I quickly have a remorse for the simplest things. Just when I think about hurting the feelings of others, especially my family members and making them feel anxious bad, etc My conscience intervenes now My father is telling me that I could take away his and my mother's fear if I do what they want me to do But I still refused this caused a major feeling of guilt and remorse in me since he started insulting me I hadn't said anything and his reproach made me feel so bad. I nearly started crying After that, I got up, went to my room, and cried. My feelings were so mixed up. I've got a strong sense of justice, but I felt so guilty and also so betrayed. As soon as I won't dance after the tune of my parents, they start to insult and guilt trap me. Needless to say, I didn't sleep well that night. Since then, my mother hasn't brought this topic up again, but my father won't speak to me. He's ignoring me, giving me the silent treatment but I have to admit that I don't really care anymore. I don't know what he's going to do. And I also don't understand why I've got to be a part of all this. It's my decision, he can decide differently if he wants to. But I know that if I give in, they'll use this method every time I say no to something. This is the first time that I do something against the will of my parents, and my behavior in this situation will determine how they treat me and my decisions in future. Just to clarify, my parents don't know that I am already vaccinated, but my friend told me her father, that's the doctor, would cover up for me and wouldn't tell my parents anything. First of all, OP, fair play to you for getting your actual vaccine and not listening to your, honestly, pretty dumb parents. Look, I get it. Some people don't wanna get the vaccine. Fine, it's not ideal, obviously, but it's their choice. But whatever you do, don't get a fake vaccine and put everyone else in danger from a doctor who, for some reason, is willing to risk prison time. What is going on there? Seriously, if the dad feels so much pressure to get vaccinated, I have an amazing solution for him. Just get the vaccine, bro. It's not that hard. You're absolute freak. And now moving on to our second story. Karen thinks she owns the sidewalk because she didn't train her dogs. I used to have a leash trained cat named Eva who loved going on walks. I would take her to this nice little trail that looped around a pond, but only had street parking. So I would have to park my car a little up the street and walk maybe 60 feet on the sidewalk to reach the beginning of the path. I was leaving the path and we were on the sidewalk heading back to my car when this happened when we turned off the path to the sidewalk i spot an entitled lady walking two golden retrievers heading towards us since eva didn't give a dang about being around well-behaved dogs we continued walking in her direction to my car we were about 80 feet away when the dogs notice eva and they start going nuts They were barking, pulling at their leashes and trying to lunge forward to get at her. The entitled lady wasn't doing anything to try and control the dogs. She didn't try moving them off to the side, shortening their leash, telling them to stop, anything. Instead, she let them pull her towards us and even started doing a little trot to let them run at us. I have Eva heel and stay near my feet so I can pick her up just in case. They get closer and she's still not doing a dang thing to hinder them. So I move off the sidewalk and into the streets She then began letting them off the sidewalk to angle towards us at that point They're almost on us. So I scoop up Eva. only then when they're snarling and lunging at me Does the entitled lady try and control them and hold them back? I was trying to get the frick out of there when the shrill harpy decided to open her gaping maw and yell Leave you can't be here What the heck did you just say you can't have your cat here. I was already walking away from her But then the lady turned around and let the dogs follow after me to continue trying to attack us This was all yelled at my back as I tried to get eva to the safety of my car, but this is public property No, this is where I walk my dogs and this is where I walk my cat I have my cat in the car at this point and i'm yelling this through a cracked window While her dogs are jumping at the side of my car still trying to attack us Illegally. You can't have her here. What the heck are you talking about? Your cats hurt dogs. You can't be here. Don't come back. The rest of our exchange was her trying to say that it was illegal for me to walk either there because it excited dogs. And she'd walked her dogs there for years and she lived nearby, so it was her sidewalk. By saying my cats hurt dogs, she was referring to the strain the collar put on their necks. When she was holding them back from attacking us she said she would call the cops on me for walking my cat and i told her to go ahead and call them so i could report her dogs for being aggressive that stopped her for a second but as i was driving she was screaming threats at me about bringing my cat back not gonna lie i'm petty for the rest of my time living in that crummy town whenever i passed her walking her dogs i'd slow my car down honk my horn and set the dogs off And then flip her off and set her off. It always gave me a smile to see her getting yanked around by her goldens while screaming at the top of her lungs. Yeah, probably some of the dumbest logic I've ever heard there. My dogs are attacking your cat, pulling on their lead, and therefore your cat's hurting my dog. I mean, make it make sense. What is that? Seriously, go back to school get an education you clown I don't even know too much about dogs But I thought that golden retrievers are some of the easiest dogs to train I guess that just shows that this karen is negligent doesn't really care thinks everyone else should pander to her Just go away and now for our final story of today's episode Mum invites herself to my graduation grandfather's girlfriend tells me to uninvite her This will be a pretty mild story, but i'm still mad about it So now i'm making it the internet's problem and amusement. for some backstory a few years back My house had gotten foreclosured on because of my parents questionable financial decisions I was too young at the time to fully understand the situation But I can tell you that my mother rarely decided to have a job so After the foreclosure, my older sister, who's nine years older than me, was gracious enough to let me, my mother, my father, and my brother move into her basement rent-free. On the condition that my mother get a job and we get an apartment or find somewhere else within six months. If I recall correctly, mum stayed six months, my father and I stayed eight months, and my brother is still there, but now pays rent. Why did my mother stay six and my father and I stay eight? Well, because at some point, my mother decided that was the best time to separate from my father. She came into the basement gathered me, my father and my brother and announced that she was leaving because your father is worthless, a lost cause and also OP, your brother is useless and lazy. This coming from the woman who sat at home and cross-stitched all day, never helping her children with school, driving or getting jobs. And yet off she went to go and live with her coworker. So within the next few months, my father scrounged up a bit of money by taking extra runs at work as a truck driver and getting help from his father. And the two of us moved to another state in an apartment close to his father. I went back to school and honestly did better there in that one year and a half than I'd ever done with my old school. Why? Because my grandfather's girlfriend had talked to a friend of hers and talked her into tutoring me. For one thing, I have undiagnosed ADHD. And because of this, I have a huge difficulty focusing and retaining information. But I did it. I graduated a year and a half late but I did it. Now I had to make a decision. Did I want to invite my mother to the graduation? Did I want her to be there for this milestone of my life that she not only didn't help with, but almost stopped me from reaching because of her unwillingness to be a parent well fortunately for me i didn't have to make the decision she decided that she was invited without asking by asking me what day the graduation was so she could schedule her vacation days without answering her i went right to my father and asked what he thought how did he feel about her coming was he going to be okay with her staying for a few days He was pretty emotionally messed up after she decided to abandon us the way she did But he insisted it was fine and tried to make sure that I was okay with it Now I didn't really have enough of a backbone to tell her how I really felt So I just told her the day I was graduating and kind of left it at that I was pretty annoyed that she felt entitled to come to my graduation but I didn't want to fight about it. While at my tutor's house with my grandfather to work on some stuff, graduation comes up and I tell them that, yeah, my mother is coming. They both have some feelings about it because they know the history, but ultimately it's my decision and they leave it alone. However, then my grandfather told his girlfriend when he went back to his house to pick up some tools. So his girlfriend then calls me and decides to give me her two cents Mind you, I have known this woman for less than a year and in that period of time She's asserted herself to be a strong-willed woman who absolutely does not approve of my lifestyle And has tried to change several things about me. Her two cents are essentially your mother is coming Why what does your father think? No, really? What does your father think? Are you sure? Well, What do you think? What does he think? I think you should uninvite her for his sake. You need to uninvite her I'm still pretty spineless but I managed to stand my ground enough to tell her that my graduation is my event and I decide who's coming. I explained that I've already talked to my father and he's expressed that he's fine. However, just to be sure, when my father came home from work, He and i talked about it again and he assured me that it was fine eventually when the topic of a celebratory dinner was brought up it was decided that rather than have everyone attend one my grandfather was going to bring me to one with me him his girlfriend my father and my tutor whom i'd invited and my father was going to host another with me my mother my sister and her four-month-old It was annoying me that these 50 plus year olds were acting like the four month old, but two dinners was enough to shut me up. The graduation ceremony and the dinners went without hitch for the most part. Aside from my grandfather's girlfriend whispering to me that she wants to punch my mother while hugging me that was very cool. So, not a terribly eventful or horrible story. Fortunately, no screaming Karens, but I hope it was a relatable enough story to be enjoyable. A few too many entitled people involved in this story for my liking. I thought it was bad enough at first with just your mother acting like an absolute cow, but then your grandfather's girlfriend, who's known you less than a year, gets involved. Um, Wow, keep out of it. It's my graduation. F off i mean seriously any normal family would say yeah it's your event invite who you want we'll do what you say but no not this family not these two women they've got to get their nose involved and do what they want brilliant scenes stop please get some help stop it get some help my abusive ex-stepfather asked me to call the police if i knew anything so i did I am a 29 year old woman and I live with my mum and her new boyfriend We'll call him a when I was a child They met when I was 10 years old, but from the moment I met this man, I never liked him He gave off the most terrifying vibes and even as a child I could instinctively tell that there was something wrong with this man Fast forward six years and my mum and a are getting married on my birthday no less I have three new siblings in that time from their marriage and this man for the past six years has made my life a living hell He was physically and verbally aggressive almost every single day to me my mum, and siblings However, he did and still does have a particular dislike towards me to this day I'm still not sure why he would exclude me from family events force family members to not give me presents at christmas and birthdays and then humiliate me on those events and make a scene of me not receiving gifts body shame me i was 11 years old when he did this mind you and called me a hoe for wearing a skirt he also spent approximately 50000 dollars of my inheritance on himself things like mountain bikes and the like He would hide my phone for no reason so i couldn't contact my father or friends or extended family he wouldn't let me eat the yummy food but would sit there and eat it in front of me he ruined the very expensive 4wd i bought my mum as an adult out of my inheritance and once he ruined it left it at its demise place which was out of town in the back country down a steep slope and in a creek For me and my mum to sort out and there's even more stolen cars and motorbikes started a bushfire Tried to pin a break and enter of a friend's house in the middle of the night on my boyfriend And that is just a snippet of the charms of this literally awful human being I moved out of home very shortly after the wedding And at 16, I was living on my own, juggling two part-time jobs, full-time school in a brand new state, and a brand new city. But it was a heck ton better than living at home. Fast forward again another 10 years, so I'm now 26, and my mum has finally had the courage to separate from Ahat with my three siblings after years of further abuse from him. He still tries and terrorizes their lives and controls them and demonstrates very threatening behavior, but at least they're out. My three siblings choose to stay with my mum, for obvious reasons, but still had to have visitation with their father due to custody arrangements. Ahatz always had a lot of resentment towards the children for this, but can you blame them? I I certainly can't. Fast forward now to present day. I have full care of the oldest of my three younger siblings, as she wanted to escape Ahatz and move states to live with me. I fully supported this because I've always tried to help where I can. The youngest of the three stays with mum. The middle child, my brother, was very traumatized by his dad's behavior and consequently has a lot of untreated trauma and behavior to go with it. I tried to take care of him and let him live with me and my family at one point. However, he also was too violent for me to handle. Ahat actively stopped my brother getting the mental health help he needed, I believe this to be that it might have held him accountable if my brother told anyone anything too incriminating. My brother moves back to my mother and younger sister. He is also too violent for them to handle. Side notes: I understand my brother's behaviour is not okay either, and unfortunately, a lot of it is learnt behaviour. And when he has sought out help, Ahat quickly stopped that. I'm hoping in the future he can hopefully and finally get the help he needs. Anyway, last week on Sunday. My brother assaulted a family member when at my mum's house. He was escorted off the property by police and taken to Ahat's house to live now. I get a message from him on Wednesday for the first time in years saying, Your brother is missing. The police have been called. If you know anything, call me or the police. Instant panic sets in. I feel like a scared child again from a very benign message from this man I sat looking at this message all night wondering what to do about it That's when it came to me a hat asked me to call the police if I knew anything He didn't specify what I had to know and tell the police just that if I knew anything to call them So I did I called the police and I told them that I felt I had some very important information to tell them Regarding my missing brother. I told them Everything. All the abuse that had happened to me and my family at great lengths. I told them that if they return my brother when they find him to Ahat's house, that they will be putting him in direct danger. I told them absolutely everything. The police were very interested to hear this about Ahat and put me on hold while the police officer I was speaking to went to discuss something with her superior. When I got taken off hold, I'm talking to a more senior officer now. He wants me to reiterate the story, which I do. He says someone will call me back. Okay, I think. I get a call back not longer and they ask, if needed, would I sign a statement to what I had said. Of course, I agree. I go down to my local police station to sign said statements about what I've told the police. There is now an arrest warrant out for Ahat for a multitude of reasons. Seems there was more in his police file that I wasn't aware of. And I was told that under no circumstance would ahap be getting my brother when he's found or any of my other siblings back in his care So not the juiciest of entitled parents on here But I did maliciously comply with my butthole ex-stepfather's request of calling the police if I knew anything And now he won't be able to hurt my family anymore. So that's worth smiling over It's been a slow burn to see any kind of justice come to this evil entitled terrible human but my patience eventually paid off now Opie has actually given us some clarifications and a couple of edits to try and you know give us a little bit more insight into how this story is unfolding number one i am from australia which might clarify some confusion our police system works a little differently down here where we can go to our local police station regardless of what state we're in as once the job number has been created it can be accessed and also acted upon on a federal level that means accessed across the entire country number two the police have reason to believe however they aren't able to disclose the exact reason why they believe this that my brother is safe and fine and have said as much to me but again, they haven't elaborated on this I believe that my brother and a probably had a triggering event transpire and that my brother ran away and has gone underground or into hiding He has done this before. However, it never reached a police level There were some people in the comment section of reddit saying that it was strange that I was here posting the story onto reddit about the incident While my brother was still missing and I can understand where they're coming from. However being states away from my brother specifically on an island state and with covid restrictions i'm unable to get to his states so for now i've done everything i can from where i am I've also contacted and disclosed everything to child safety, which i've done so 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 many times before This is the most I can do from where I am Unfortunately, yeah makes complete sense to me to be fair op as long as the police are saying that your brother is almost definitely okay I think yeah, you're you're doing as much as you can no need to get worked up about it He's done it before i'm sure he'll be fine update number three my sister, the oldest of the three that lives with me full time, has made contact via social media with my brother today. Okay, so there we go. My brother was very vague and secretive to my sister and wasn’t willing to disclose where he was, which I can understand. We've all experienced the length of Ahat's secretive nature, so by not telling us anything he knows, Ahat can’t manipulate, intimidates, or threaten us to get any information out of us if we don't know anything. I can confirm that it was most definitely our brother, as he used a safe word that we have between us four siblings, as Ahat would often take our phones. So, we'd always use that safe word so we'd actually know it was our sibling we were talking to, not potentially Ahat's. The same goes for dangerous situations. If we'd ever need assistance, we would say the safe word for help as to not alert anyone we were asking for help. Very good idea for anyone else experiencing a similar experience. How sad is that though? that you have to even go to that extent to have a safe word from your own father your own stepdad that is oh terrible speaking of number four no word on location or outcome of Ahat. as he is no longer a direct family member i'm not going to be informed until it is public knowledge i imagine the officer did say that she would contact me if there was anything else i did need to know however it may be a bit of time until we hear any outcome for him in the 19 years i have known him he has almost always managed to wiggle his way out of any repercussions of his actions so i'm not holding my breath that this time will be any different but i still have hope it's better than resentment and negativity and finally number five i just received another text from ahat saying obviously no concern of yours hey big sis thanks for caring only for yourself I haven't replied to his original text and i won't reply to this one either this text has rattled me just like the first one no matter how far you physically remove yourself from the person who has traumatized you it can very quickly come straight back to take you back to feeling like it's happening all over again deep breaths and keep on and lastly i have been so blown away by everyone's support Nothing like this has ever happened to me with so much support and kind words from so many people It's been so amazing humbling and beautiful That people have taken the time to wish me and my family well wishes and love and strength It's people like all of you that give me hope and motivation to not harbor anger towards people and the world for the rubbish situations I've gone through in my life because there is so much good out there Thank you so, so much. And look, guys, this post has, you know, over 6,000 upvotes at the time of recording, but insanely, it has over 160 comments as well. And they are all, to be fair, incredibly positive. I'll just go through a few. I mean, look at this one. Good on you. Hope your brother's found safe and A hat didn't do something to him and only called you to start building an alibi. Yes, I really hope that's also what happened. I mean, look, yeah, what a comment by Stella Manatee. I'm in awe of your bravery. Not easy to come from such an abusive step parent to work Work and live your life at such a young age and still manage to be there for your siblings an absolute standing ovation for telling the police everything you knew as your butthole ex-stepfather requested all the best to you i hope you have a happy peaceful life and guys you have to understand look OP has been through a lot seeing these insane comments of support probably just makes them feel amazing And it's vindication, right? They now know they've done the right thing If they were unsure comments like this can really help them to understand that, you know what guys let's get involved It doesn't have to be just reddit. It can be our community as well Let's get down in the comments and give OP some messages of support To let them know that they definitely are doing the right thing here and that they've done something amazing If you've got any advice or tips maybe past experiences that you've had or just you know general empathy Comment down below. Hopefully we can get op to see this video and see the insane support that you lot can give And now moving on to our second story of today's entitled parents episodes being hated for being free Hello, everybody new member here. I'd just like to share an experience i've had recently It's a long read but one I believe many of you will likely relate to As a 27 year old man, I have many friends with children mostly in the toddler age group as well as many friends without children like myself Now don't get me wrong. I love being the fun friend uncle friend uncle whatever But i've always stood firm in my decision not to sire children to that end Most of my friends with children have grown to accept that and we just don't bring it up No cause to right. I think my friends just expect that one day I and whoever I may be courting will announce a pregnancy To which end I know they'll be disappointed, but that's okay See being a single childless young man. I naturally have quite a bit more freedom in life than my friends with children I can still live life on a whim. They can't I can roughly predict what the next two weeks will hold They can't If I want to have kids later in life, I can reverse that decision would likely adopt They can't of course most of my friends with children are still wholesome and loving friends They love to see me traveling to exotic places and they adore the small trinkets and lengthy stories I bring home with me one set of friends. However has shown their true colors lately See over the past few years. I've helped them left right and center financially I don't mind because they have mouths to feed and I know how it feels to struggle So I don't want to see my friends and their children doing the same The most notable expense was the 1.8k I shelled out to literally buy them a running vehicle Bear that in mind that 1,800 will be important later The friends in question have a three-year-old together and the girlfriend has a nine-year-old from a previous relationship This couple in particular has turned very bitter to me lately almost as soon as they found out that i'm planning a month-long trip to brazil in june my friend's immediate response was oh you should be saving that money so you can buy a house and start a family and i replied well i have no interest in reproducing and i'm not ready to set an anchor we've discussed that and his girlfriend pipes in yeah whatever must be nice to just fly off all over the world maybe one day you'll know what it's like to be responsible instead of only thinking about you um excuse me excuse me i worked my fingers to the bone to save for this vacation and all my previous voyages and to that end i'm not done yet I've been strictly budgeting my money for over a year to make this happen I even gave up both cigarettes and soda to save a few more dollars per week No eating out, no buying video games, basically nothing outside of the essentials I work more hours per week than both of them combined Not judging, look, they've got kids to care for But still, I earned this And then for them to act like I'm a lesser man because I didn't accidentally reproduce right out of high school To me that was both laughable and pathetic now even at this point i chalked it up to okay they resent me for it in the moment i guess i understand that because i know that neither of them has ever gotten to do such a thing and i do feel somewhat like a jerk that they have to watch me fly off to brazil knowing they can't afford to do much because well raising children is expensive but then they take it a massive step further and ask me to borrow three thousand dollars so they too can do something this summer she even whipped out her phone and pulled up the resort they wanted to stay at on table rock lake missouri as soon as i noticed she'd entered the info for a 14 day stay totaling 2.4 k i realized they had planned to ask for this money all along i was honestly speechless for a moment so eventually i said something along the lines of look man i've been saving for this for over a year I can't afford to loan any of that money out or I will not be able to afford to go on my vacation. And to be honest, I still have to recoup that 1.8K I loaned you guys before my plans are even back in the green. So I'm sorry, but the answer is no. And they just lost it. All your single buttholes ever think about is yourself. You have no idea what it's like. We never get to do anything Some friend you are you'd rather go off by yourself than help our kids have a good summer At that point I simply left without another word It's clear to me now that all I ever was was a piggy bank In truth, I guess it was my fault for being proud of my frugality and occasionally mentioning my savings like hey man I hit 10k today two-thirds of the way there this all happened last weekend and even today i received another text are you sure we can't all just go to the lake together the kids really need this it's not like you can't go to brazil another time and this friends has been a hastily written and hurtful example of entitlements takeaways one don't discuss your finances with anyone that isn't directly affiliated with them yourself and or your partner maybe your parents but not your friends two never loan money to friends treat it as a gift that you will not see returned if you do see it returned yeah treat it as a nice surprise and three thank you for reading and feel free to share discourse or similar stories in the comments all right guys comment down below what are your thoughts on those three takeaways that you know i'll put them up on screen you don't need to see my ugly face (laughs) takeaway one don't discuss your finances with anyone that isn't directly affiliated with yourself yeah okay i agree with that he actually says here, not your friends I don't know i uh, maybe if they're like you're very 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 close friends then you can i mean personally we have done i think that's absolutely fine people you trust but yeah not people that you really really don't know amazingly well that's for sure two never loan money to friends i actually do agree with this one even my best friends i wouldn't loan money to expecting them to pay me back necessarily i'm not saying like just a small amount of money but you know a proper chunk of money if you're gonna loan that to a mate yeah realistically don't expect to see it back obviously you would hope it comes back but yeah he's right if you do see it return treat it as surprise i completely agree with that and three yeah comment down below fellas what are your thoughts on this story personally again loved it um I i can't believe the entitlement though like yeah it's your money you've chosen not to have a kid and not to have a partner obviously you're going to have more money for yourself then obviously you can spend it on stuff that you want to do it's so weird isn't it like yeah look don't get me wrong i want to have children someday and a family but you can't really abuse people for not wanting to do that and then spending their own money on themselves and having a good time that's not selfish that just that just makes sense right i don't understand that logic at all like it is actually just mental you owe them absolutely nothing you've done very well in your life to be able to go away and you know have a nice vacation that you deserve you've been you know penny picking for ages gonna make it happen so fair play to you but um yeah just because they've got kids and have obviously much more expenses they can't do that and that's their choice psycho entitled parents breaks into a house holds a girl at gunpoint and then lies to the police okay First of all, this didn't happen to me, but a friend of mine So i'm writing it in the third person as I heard it Two, I know how fake the title sounds But she showed me security footage of the event that transpired And yep, it was real. It actually happened So basically, let me set the stage I'm going to be using fake names to protect identities, of course Person this happened to is Elizabeth Elizabeth's mother is Christina The entitled parent is Karen, and the entitled teen is Darren. This happened around four years ago. Basically, Christina had a computer that she let her neighbor's kid use from time to time, as long as Christina was there to watch them. If she was gone, then she would tell her daughter, Elizabeth, who was about 16 or 17 at the time, that they weren't allowed to use the computer. But usually, if Christina wasn't home, neither was Elizabeth. Now, here's a key fact. Before they go out, they would always lock their doors. But at one point, they thought they kept forgetting to lock their front door. So, one day, Elizabeth was actually home alone, because Christina was at work, and they don't allow kids where she works, at the hospital. And Elizabeth was on vacation, so she didn't have any school. She hears a knock at the door and answers it. Who's there? But Karen and her demon-spawn Darren. This is the conversation that follows. Hello? Darren wants to use your computer, said Karen. Sorry, but my mum's not home right now. Um, come by later and see if she's home then. Look, I know she said we're not allowed to use the computer if she's not there, but you're here, so you can watch us. I'm sorry, but my mum said that I can't let you in. Oh, come on, your mum doesn't have to know, said Darren. I'm sorry, but no means no. And I don't want to get in trouble if my mum comes home and he's still playing on it. Just come by later. Karen let out this exasperated groan and just dragged Darren away. Now you would think that that's the end of it, but you've seen the title. We have three criminal charges here So about 10 minutes later Elizabeth hears the door open and thinks her mum is home early or something But when she goes downstairs to say hi Instead she's greeted with karen going from a one to a hundred and pointing a freaking gun at her Here's what follows. You're going to let my angel play on your computer now elizabeth kept her arms up trying to de-escalate the situation okay um, calm down put the gun down and take your kid to the computer they later found that the gun wasn't actually loaded and belonged to the husband but when someone is pointing a gun at you i don't think you're going to want to call their bluff elizabeth then decided to go back up to her room but karen grabbed her i'm not freaking done with you you brat where do you keep the duct tape this is around the points. I thought that she might have been making up the story But she then showed me what happened on her security camera Now I would show you guys the footage but she wasn't comfortable with me showing it So elizabeth shows karen where the duct tape is and karen. I kid you not ties Elizabeth to a chair and tapes her mouth shut. She said it had been hours before her mum showed up and by then they were gone. They called the police immediately and when they confronted Karen about it, she said this, but that's my house. They're just renting it out. Yep, she bald-faced lied to the police. All it took was showing them the security footage and she was then charged with breaking and entering, making a threat, pointing a gun at Elizabeth, and wrongful imprisonments i can't remember what happened to the son but i think he might have been put in juvenile detention since he was 16. it honestly astonishes me how psychotic this entitled parent was that she felt it was worth it to break and enter and wrongfully imprison a 16 17 year old girl just so her kid could use a freaking computer i mean i wish i was making this up because this is insane now listen guys that is the end of the story and i know what you're all thinking That sounds like absolute bull, but one second, because OP has actually given us a little update. She says, I wasn't expecting this to pick up so much steam, and I do want to say a few things. One, the people who don't believe it, I can't blame you. This is very much a story that's asking for you to take my word for it, and I'm not going to ask you to take my word for it, because I really don't care if you believe me or not. But I do want you to consider that, as I said, this took place four years ago. So if there are any holes in my story, they're most likely details I forgot with time. I'm only human after all. Wow, didn't know OP was a massive Rag and Bone Man fan, fair play. And two, the people who believe it, there's a surprising amount of you who believe this story. Honestly, even while typing this, I said to myself, I still can't believe this actually happened because it was escalated in an unbelievable way. You know what guys, I just don't know. Is this real, is this fake? Look, you comment down below, let me know what you think. I'm undecided. To be honest, without the security camera footage, it is quite hard to believe this one. It does seem pretty exaggerated and unrealistic, but hey, I wasn't there. I don't know if it happened, maybe it did. All I will say is that if I do look at the comments, every question that is being put to her, she is answering and making it sound as if maybe this did happen. I really don't know, comment down below. And now, moving on to our second story of today's episode Stepmum purposefully ruins my sister's birthday and trash talks me to my own mum. So, a little backstory here. My parents divorced when I was four and my sister was two, but they always stayed on somewhat friendly terms for our sake. My mum had our custody, but we spent one weekend out of two with my dad and half of the vacations. When I was 8, my dad got together with the entitled mum of this story, my stepmum, and they stayed together for over 10 years. Now, she and us did not get along. To give you an idea, in high school, if I referred to her by her name to my friends, they wouldn't have any clue who I was talking about. However, if I said female dog, they knew instantly who I was talking about. So it was my sister's 15th birthday. And around that time, my sister wanted to reduce her meat consumption. And I told my parents about my interest with Yaoi to have a mission to buy some. My mum said, okay, my dad didn't care. So I had some at both places and everyone knew about it. One issue that came back often with her and my dad is that they kept forgetting what me and my sister didn't like to eat probably a story for another time, but one of my sister's big no-nos is foie gras. She finds it unethical, she hates the taste and the texture. Unfortunately for her, we're French, and foie gras is a staple of holiday meals. That year, we went to celebrate Christmas with our stepmom's family, and for a starter, we got a few liter of apple and foie gras. My sister declined, explaining that she didn't like foie gras, and we moved on. Her birthday is on Valentine's Day, so what i'm about to tell you took place less than two months after that So my mum always insisted that we celebrated our birthday with both her and my dad at the same time It worked well and my stepmom wouldn't always be there every time because there would be too many guests It was always my mum organizing it and my mum's family would always be there My father's family lived in the south of france and couldn't go up to paris so it wasn't a real issue but this year, my dad insisted that the birthday be held at his place and that he would take charge of it Therefore, my stepmom ended up being in charge Yikes My sister asked for an apple crumble as a birthday cake And my stepmom tells her that it's too much trouble and that she'll make an apple pie instead Like she couldn't have just bought one or that my mum hadn't proposed to do it instead She got her nickname for a reason So we agreed that on valentine's day we'll meet up at my dad's place I am the first one to arrive, and my stepmom and dad are setting up the dinner. Now I saw my stepmom cutting up some foie gras and the apple pie next to it. I thought that must be for the starters. Oh, hi stepmom. Um, did, did you forget that my sister actually hates foie gras? And then she looks me straight in the eye and says, Ah, your sister is such a pain in the butt." Then she started to drop foie gras onto the pie. I was so shocked and fuming that I went to my room until my sister arrived I wanted to tear her a new one so bad but i knew that my grandma would probably bring cakes from the bakery so i stopped myself from causing a scene when i came down later on she was talking with my mum, and i overheard her saying how she didn't understand how she could approve of me reading yaoi now look guys i don't know too much about manga but i think yaoi is manga please correct me if i'm wrong clearly i don't know my mum told her that i was old enough to buy what i wanted with my own money stepmom then noticed me and left yeah that's right you better run my mum just confirmed what I'd overheard and warned me and my sister about the pie. And we're all annoyed and apprehensive the rest of the evening. And then comes the dreaded moment of cake and gifts. My sister ignores the pie and gets served a slice of what my grandma brought. Then she got her presents from my dad and stepmum a photo shoots. The thing is, stepmum offered the same thing to her daughter for her birthday, and my sister found the pictures too adult for her taste. The fly for the photo shoots was full of almost nude female models. So, my mum, to spare my sister from refusing the gift herself, said that she didn't think it was age appropriate. Sorry, just trying to work out how old your sister is. Um, you said at the start that your parents divorced when you were 4 and your sister was 2. When you were 8, your dad got together with the entitled mum and they stayed together for over 10 years. So that means that the maximum age that your sister could be at the moment of the story is 16. Yeah. That's a bit too young for a almost naked photo shoot. What the heck? Anyway, my stepmom nearly blew up when my mom said that, and passively aggressively dismissed my mom's concerns, implying they were stupid and ungrateful. My sister ended up going to the photo shoots, but she got some pictures done more to her taste, and that was the last time that my stepmom was invited to our birthdays. Yeah, but genuinely like what is your dad actually doing <laughs> like your mum seems so nice, but this new stepmom is just like terrible Why would you go from that? Why did you just downgrade that much? You know, I don't get it. I don't get it I'll never understand men. That's the thing. You know what? Yeah, great logic shown there Let me swap out someone who is really nice um, I get along with well and you know has a great relationship with our kids for someone that's just horrible and my kids hate It makes a lot of sense It really really does and now for our third and final story have a look at this for a title drunk karen ruined a party runs away drunk and then freaking dies Uh, zero to 100 real quick how about that this may sound too good to be true but at least hear me out okay if i have to so it's 2016 i was 19 at the time and the adults were having a party they decided to invite me since i'm no longer a minor so before the story i'm gonna have to tell you a little bit about the entitled mum She is an alcoholic single mother. She is almost always seen with a bottle of Jack Daniels every time. She has two kids. They're treated well physically, but not mentally. She's pretty rich, but she's a bad mother. She sometimes pours a bit of alcohol into her son's glass because of how drunk she is. I've been planning to call the child protective services, but my dad told me not to and that he can handle it himself, which he never does. My dad's friends also refuse to for some reason. So, Karma decided to help us in this story. So, this was back in 2016 New Year's. My dad threw a large party, inviting my family and friends, even the entitled mum, because he thought that this could be a chance for her to stop being an alcoholic by talking her through it in an attempt to send her to therapy. Boy, was he wrong. So, the entitled mum came with her children and the party started. My family friend had prepared two bottles of wine and one bottle of Munker shoulder whiskey Not much because my family is never really a fan of alcohol They usually just drink fresh juice and sometimes a homemade cocktail a bit of mango juice orange juice Yakult and a bit of whiskey mixed together Sounds nice. So while everyone is talking and having a great time The entitled mum is just busy drinking the alcohol she brought along with the ones brought by my relatives and friends I was just playing my trusty ps4 and then, soon enough, the entitled mum got drunk and everything started going down. Her kids were just playing hide and seek with my little cousins, and the entitled mum went upstairs and saw me playing Mortal Kombat X on the upstairs living room. And then, the entitled mum saw me do something very violent a uh, finish him if you know the game. At that point, she starts to yell at me and throw a hissy fit, knowing full well that I am a grown adult. Then after hearing her scream my dad and his friend came upstairs to see what was going on The entitled mum proceeds to make a speech about how the game I was playing is Torturing his brain with poison or something. So then she yeeted my controller to the stratosphere breaking it That was a custom that i'd paid good money for now before she could get her hands on my ps4 itself My dad yelled her name and told her to leave the karen wasn't buying it though and kept trying to break my stuff so, my dad threatened to call the cops. She just didn't care. So, we did really call them, and the entitled mum ran outside, took the car, forgetting her kids. And if I recall correctly, because we live in the suburbs, the entitled mum was going full speed and crashed into a security gate. Driving in the suburbs at night was like Mario Kart Rainbow Road. If you're going slightly too fast, one wrong move, and it's game over. It was nighttime and there are very little streetlights in the suburb. One security guard was injured, and the entitled mum actually passed away soon after, either by brain damage, neck got cracked, or heart attack. I think it was both neck and head. It turns out that my dad wasn't actually calling the cops. He just knew that the entitled mum was too dumb and was gonna fall for it. But he didn't expect her to go off with a bang. Thank God her kids stayed, or else there would be four victims in the crash. The entitled mum's kids weren't entitled. So my uncle actually ended up adopting them and he now has three kids I don't have the heart to tell my uncle's adopted kids that their mum died being a freaking idiot When the crash happened the kids were just at home playing my ps4 with a spare controller i had actually left my ps4 on when I was rushing to see the crash with my bike to the gates You see kids this is what happens if you drink too much alcohol you become a karen Sincerely an alcohol enjoyer. Wow <laughs> Wow, again, um, what a roller coaster of a story. Uh, Comment down below once more, real or fake? What are you thinking? I don't know. To be honest, I did actually think this was all like a little rubbish, and who knows? It might be. But then OP said the line about thank God the entitled mum's kids stayed, or else there'd be four victims in the crash. And when he said that, I was like, hmm, yeah. A bit of emotion. Maybe it's real. Who knows? I've got to say, though, uh, as someone who does enjoy a little bit of alcohol, don't drink and drive, fellas. Or to be honest, you deserve to die. Don't just don't do it. To be fair, the more I look at this story, the more it's pretty obvious. It almost definitely isn't true. But you know what? Who cares? Cool story. I kind of enjoyed it. It was fun. Okay, not necessarily the bit where uh, the lady died. Uh, although to be fair did she deserve it? Yeah justice entitled mother try to get my mother fired for being white with black kids So I am a 21 year old woman. My parents are both white. They have kids and I am number six They adopted my little brother and I when we were babies my brother and I are mixed but what some call light-skinned black anyway this story happened when i was in elementary school first of all some backstory to help you understand my family being black and having white family plus growing up in a prominently white area had its challenges like my brother and i had swim passes so sometimes my mum would drop us off at the pool and my dad would pick up and frequently would be stopped asked for proof that he was our dad It also didn't help that my mum was 48 when I was adopted. She had her last kid at 40 years old. So with that, my oldest brother is 20 years older than me. So I've got a nephew only a year younger than me and a month younger than my little brother. We get weird looks when we're out in public with my brother and I'm calling my mum, mum, and my nephew calling her grandma. So a lot of times people thought my older siblings thought my sisters were my mum. But anyway, now you're all caught up in elementary school my mum worked as a title one teacher which basically means she goes to one class in whatever grade a day for an hour to help kids read she still does this and did the whole time my brother and i were in school now most of my friends knew i was adopted figured they'd probably just ask their parents why i looked different well, one day, when I was about in fourth grade, my mum came into my class. It was the first time for the school year, so people didn't realise she was my mum. I had a bad headache, so when she came in, I was relieved and shouted excitedly, Mummy, can I have some medicine? Some kids look confused. But before I could explain an entitled kid in my class said Sometimes when a white woman and a black man make a baby it comes out black I was shocked and as a little kid. I didn't really know how to respond So I didn't I went over to my mum, and she gave me some medicine that she had in her bag cue the entitled kid I need some medicine, too My mother explained to her that she couldn't give her medicine because it was against school policy And that she could give me medicine because she was my mum. She rolled her eyes and huffed back to her desk Now we thought that that was the end of it until the next morning each morning all the title one aides would meet up in the library to organize their stuff and chit chats I would come and sit with them a lot because I would get pretty bad earaches from being outside And that is when the kids entitled mum comes in Now guys the word that this entitled mum uses in this sentence is extremely offensive um, So offensive that i'm not even gonna bother censoring it just gonna blank the whole thing You can probably use your imagination though. You must be there Blank. Lover. All the aides' mouths dropped. I didn't know what that word meant at the time, but I could tell it was bad because of everyone's face. My mother told her not to use that language in front of me. The entitled mum rolled her eyes and began to demand to know why she wouldn't give her daughter some medicine if she was giving me some. My mother explained again. Then the entitled mum said, so because you chose a blank and made a child they get medical help over my baby I could see my mother getting upset again. If you continue to use that language I'll have to get the principal involved She said the entitled mum smiled and said fine. Let's do it So my mother and the entitled mum left and I didn't understand what had just happened So I called my dad and tried to explain it now My mum is the nice soft-spoken type my dad on the other hand had intense rbf and when angry is very angry oh today i learned that rbf stands for resting female dog face didn't know that so my dad told me he was on his way i waited in the front office for my parents my dad got to the school before my mum came out and knocked on the door the principal opened the door and then the lady saw my dad when seeing my dad my mum said what are you doing here hun the entire Mum's face looked like she'd seen a ghost. So is her daddy the milkman? Again, I didn't know what that meant, but I could tell by my dad's face. He was not happy The entire Mum then said how else would she look like that? gesturing at me and then turning to the principal i mean she obviously isn't a good example for the children so you should fire her for the children's sake my dad started laughing which i knew wasn't a good sign when he was mad he told me to go and find my brother get my stuff and then they closed the door the bell had rang already so the front desk lady gave me a note and i went to my brother's class and got him we both agreed to be on our best behavior since dad was mad We sat on the bench, waiting, and then my parents came out. Are you fired, Mum?" I asked. Then my mum smiled. Of course not, but we are going home for today to talk. Sweet, ditch day. My parents took us to Denny's for breakfast since we missed it because our school provided it. They explained to us that some people just don't like the color of our skin and that it was never okay for us to be called that. We got to stay home. The next day, I noticed that the entitled kid was moved class, and found out that the entitled mum was kicked off the PTA. I have so many other stories about stuff like this, but this was the first big incident. Well, uh, guys, to be honest, I don't even know really where to start with this story. I don't know what just happened. That's unbelievable. The first thing that springs to mind is why is this mum not just being banned from the PTA or whatever? She should also 100% be being reported to the police. That's just racist. You can't say that it's that's not legal and also is she just flat out stupid i mean clearly she is but um does she not know that you know people can adopt kids of other races or that two people of different ethnicities can get together and have a mixed race kid it is unbelievable scenes i know that but clearly it's something that she just doesn't know you lot that know me well will know that i'm a quarter mauritian um so my granddad was born in mauritius uh if you've not seen him before this is what he looks like uh, if you want to see more pictures of him, by the way, he dominates my instagram. So, um, yeah link in the description for that So he is clearly dark skinned My granny is light skinned and then they produced this man my dad who's also on screen right now uh, Don't worry about him riding a camel. He's just doing his thing. All right And then yeah, look at me super white. My mum is also pretty white Um, but incredibly I have different ethnicities and races running through my family. It is Unbelievable that it that could even exist. So that's on the one hand and then second of all, I mean, yeah Adoption. Have you heard of it? (laughs) You don't have to adopt someone that looks like you for god's sake. just ridiculous Um, what a story and what a start to the episode and now moving on to our second story Entitled mother wants me to apologize and go home because she doesn't want to wash the dishes and clothes Father flies back and releases hell on her. So a little background I left home after my aunt confronted my mother about the lack of punishment on my brother For filming me change and sharing that video with his friends Honestly, I mean, what a start to a story! Wow, my mother called the police on my aunt, and I'm now currently in a youth home, which no one knows where it is except my aunt's. Uh, my family has cut contact with her, and my brother. What? What a paragraph! So, into this story. So, are we just gonna? Okay, fine. I've been going low contact with my mother, and no contacts other than leaving my brother on red. My mother has been spamming my phone telling me she will let me come home If I apologize for making a scene and to apologize to the rest of my family for making them go through this I ignored her. She later calls me and here is how it goes Come home. Your tantrum has gone too far. You need to apologize and get a grip and come home I just listen. I don't reply. I said come home and apologize now No, I cut the call she calls back after 15 minutes i pick up and listen for a while until this hits come home now i don't want to wash dishes and do laundry and cook while i work it's tiring you used to do all that when your grandma was not here and she's not here so you have to do it i'm just silence do you hear me you ungrateful child you better i cut her off no you listen to me and you remember i will never go home to you and i'll never go near you and him ever again take this as a courtesy notice i'm no longer your daughter you'll never see me or hear from me again i hang up and blocked her number two days later my aunt messaged me and told me my dad was at her door now i've not seen him since i was five after my parents got divorced on the grounds of his affair and my family hates him for that my aunt was fuming that he showed his face at her door he asked nicely to know where i am and to go and see me My aunt of course in her fashion laid into him about his affair He took it and apologized and asked again for my whereabouts My aunt messaged me to say if I was okay with my dad knowing where I was I told her it would be fine if we met at a cafe or restaurant nearby So we met today and had a nice breakfast He asked me what was wrong and why I'd run away Now I thought he knew so I said what do you think? He said that my mum told him that I got scolded and grounded for something and was annoyed so I ran away And it was probably teenage angst according to my mum. I was freaking dumbfounded I told him that's not even close to why I told him everything everything that happened after What she did or more like didn't do and how she reacted when I tried to tell her I felt unsafe He was freaking fuming He was annoyed for the fact that he didn't know about it earlier And for the fact that my entitled mum tried to lie and get him to coerce me into going home After the meeting he told me he was going to her house and that he was going to confront her He said he would take me away with him and threaten to sue her for abuse because some of the things that she did to me were claws for emotional and psychological abuse. He's also threatening to cut off my brother's education fund and transfer it instead to me for me to use. He left and I don't know what happened afterwards, but I think he's going to speak to his lawyers and me soon. All right, little update here as well. My aunt told me my mother and father have both been arrested. Apparently, my father went to my mum's house to tell her he isn't going to help control his child. She said he's going to have to be a good dad and get her daughter to come home so that they can be a happy family. And she added, that's the least that you can do for us. My dad blew up at that comment. He said something like, you are the one that needs to pull up and protect both your children not only one and i couldn't see them because of you too this led to a screaming match and the neighbors called the police they came and separated both of them and took them to the station my dad called one of his friends to bail him out and my egg donor called her sister my other aunt who refused to help her and bail her out so egg donor stayed in the station overnight while my brother spent the night at the station as well I'm not sure if this is right but I believe that op is now calling their entitled mum egg donor you know trying to distance themselves as much as possible from that relationship now it's also come to my attention that some of the comments on this post were right egg donor got a restriction order on my dad citing mental instability he had ptsd from a work incident that happened to him when he was 25 egg donor one the stipulated guideline was he couldn't have contact with us unless contacted first she never gave us his number or means to contact him unless it was when she passed me the phone to call him to ask him to give her more money for our children which I don't even know what happened to egg donor then made up lies telling us that he abandoned us I freaking hope that night in jail gave her a hard slap to the face And I guys don't even think about clicking off this episode because look we have an update to this story Just four days ago Opie has posted this egg donor and father got arrested and the truth about their divorce came out The truth came out that my father did not actually abandon us Egg donor had a restriction order on him based on the fact of his PTSD from that work incident 20 years prior at the time of their divorce. The order stated as we already heard that he cannot contact us unless we contact him first now guys just to confirm op is indeed talking about her mum here when she is using the term egg donor so she goes on again to say about how her mum didn't even give them a contact number and at the end she adds she told us and her family he left the country and didn't want anything to do with us so to a five to six year old girl it sounded as if he dropped us and ran which he didn't willingly do. Actually, she forced him to leave the country because she kept threatening, physically and emotionally, him and his job and his circle of friends. She then proceeded to tell us and the whole family that he'd fled and had no intention of coming back. From my father's side, he said he was wrong to cheat and that it was unfair on my mum and his children. But because Egg Donor threatened to kill him or send him to jail for life if he ever returned, he had to leave. But he did set up education funds and other funds so that we were set for life or at least until we were 21 or 25 Now he has full control over them and we get control of them when we graduate university Or when we decide to stop studying and presumably start to work The leftover funds will be given to us to use as we see fit But after this event, I am meeting with a therapist and I get a report to say that all the things my egg donor and brother did Has given me some kind of trauma and has affected my mental health yeah i'm not surprised this report would be a better and more solid evidence of her actions my father is also meeting with his lawyers to change his will to give the egg donor nothing and my brother a little money so he can't dispute that he was cut completely i'm also going to meet with another of my dad's lawyers to potentially charge my brother with non-consensual prawn all sexual harassment and my mother with emotional and psychological abuse. Wish me luck. And if I win, I'm moving out of the youth home into a house that my father is willing to rent for me until he can get his affair in order to come back to our country but he is willing to pay for my expenses until i graduate uni which is at least two to three years away okay wow just like what an insane post that is that that two-parter oh my god i mean the thing is it's not even close to being done really there's so much more that still has to go in that story can't wait to find out what happens that is actually insane guys i'm tempted to say you know get 2,000 likes on this video and i'll follow up with the next part but i don't care i'll do it for my own sake i'm that interested in the story so if we can hit one like on this video, I will bring you the next part when it's posted. That's a promise It's just like it's actually mental what your brother did was bad enough. I mean, it's that shockingly bad your mum Protecting him crazy then it being revealed that she was the one who actually forced your dad to leave the country and that he didn't willingly Ditch you guys at all. Oh my god I I don't even know how you would live with this sort of stuff. Of course you have it like mental Oh insane insane. What a story I'm, so sorry that you had to go through all of this op and that you're still going through all of it But yes, I wish you the best of luck with it. I can't wait to hear what happens And to be honest, I really really think and hope obviously that you're going to be successful You've got a great case. Good luck lady defends son's trashy tiktok trend. Hello I am a 14 year old boy and I go to a middle school elementary school Basically both combined and due to the tiktok trend devious lick a fifth grader who I will call isaiah Grabbed my phone and ran off shouting devious lick mother effer I chased the kid down and smack him I start shouting at him about how he shouldn't be doing that type of stuff He then runs off towards the direction of the main office when I get home that evening He messages me through his computer or phone and starts talking smack lol You so weak kid and I respond to him telling him to f off Then he immediately started to say that he would deck me with his friend next day I go to school only to get called into the front office and the kid with his mum are there looking at me Then the dean tells me to apologize for smacking the kid and I argue that he tried to steal my phone The lady then immediately starts a screaming rant including you mexican cholo Apologize. I tell the lady that her trashy son tried stealing my phone but she says okay but you didn't have to do that it was just a harmless prank that you kids like these days and that is why i have a two day suspension all right so before i even talk about the story there first of all i don't know what the devious lick trend is and i need to know more so i'm going to watch a video on it and see what it is oh am i really clicking on this devious licks TikTok compilation okay just hit this absolutely duplicitous lick principal ain't going home today and was he got a drill and for the benefit of those listening on audio all he's done there is just unscrew some bolts on his principal's car wheels you guys are all still doing these small licks is it just like annoying people for the sake of it is that what it is we've got this guy now attacking a he's just so he's just stolen a police car what is go- what is this trend first week of school and already hit the most despicable lick what are we... What is going... Are we just... Is, that, is this just stealing? What What are they stolen? A car door? What is... What is this trend? Just hit the most ungodly lick. You stole someone... Car, oh my God. Okay. All right. That one's actually like semi-funny. I mean, put it in the bin. Oh, okay. That was actually semi-decent. I'm not going to lie. I hope you gave them back, is what I'll say. What a trend. Just stealing stuff tiktok man is so elite all right so i kind of get the trend a little bit Look, i've seen better trends that's all i'm gonna say but weird 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 trend weird app let's be realistic now moving on to our second entitled people story sister tries to have me arrested so she can go party then tries to break in and steal our stuff we come from a big new york italian family my older sister and i are total polar opposites she was boisterous very well endowed from a young age very popular, very full of herself and self-obsessed. Never finishes anything, never finished school, can't hold a job, etc. I was very small, thin, tomboyish, uncoordinated, clumsy, very shy, bookworm. I didn't have many friends and I usually wandered alone somewhere or I was reading. I've had a job since I was 13 long story but this all ties in as it's only within a few days of it all happening so moving on we are both adults and are both married my sister has a son and i'm pregnant with my first child after giving birth we move back to the city my family lives in my older sister is having marital issues and is actually getting ready to leave her husband my husband and i had a decent sized house that we were renting from my uncle A friend of ours from college was staying in one of the rooms after a discussion We decided to invite my sister and her son who was almost five to move in with us as a live-in nanny We let her know that she wouldn't have to pay any rent or utilities and that she would need to watch my daughter whenever we needed to work She readily agreed my husband and I worked opposite shifts. So this was perfect for us We moved her in right away. We had her sign a paper agreeing to the whole thing Nothing technically legal, but just something that we could refer to later if needed. Things went south pretty quickly. I'll be paraphrasing, as this was a long time ago, and exact wording won't be possible, but it's pretty spot on. Firstly, let me note that my older sister had gained a substantial amount of weight, which made certain areas of her upper torso much larger than before, like double G large. We get up one morning to make coffee. Our roommate is already up my sister comes out wearing nothing but a very baggy tank top and underwear that was much too small Things were hanging out everywhere. My husband spit his coffee out Our roommate walked in and then immediately walked back out and I told my sister to go and put on some clothes She huffed put her hands on her hips and loudly yelled. This is my house, too I'll dress how I want I told her to take some pride in herself and go and put some dang clothes on she stomped off like a little kid dressed and came back out my husband asked me loudly on purpose so that my sister would hear this isn't going to be a problem with her going forward is it i looked her dead in the face and said it better not be right she looked at me rolled her eyes and said fine but that just means that these idiots pointing at my husband and roommates don't know what they're missing still full of herself fantastic Now this has only been about two weeks since moving her in by the way The next day our roommate came to us and said that he believed my sister may have taken money from his room He stated that he'd only left a small amount of cash on his nightstand and it was now gone His door was always closed, but it was open when he came home My sister unfortunately has stolen cash from me many times when we were kids growing up So I knew it was probably her I went to confront her about it knowing full well that she took it Again, she immediately started off by yelling as loudly as she could I did not steal anyone's money. You always blame me for this and you never have any proof Her son came running around the corner with a fistful of dollars and a big smile Is this the money mama the money you said we could go and get mcdonald's with? I stared at her and then at my nephew She walked over to him took the money from him and told me this is my money I I already had this before I moved in the one thing she hadn't noticed was mixed in with the US dollars, some Mexican pesos. Our roommate's family lived in Tucson, Arizona. His father was a professor at U of A and was of Mexican descent. They would often go south of the border to visit as they had a very large extended family. I quickly snatched the money from my sister's hands. I examined it, and when I pulled out the pesos, I again stared at her. I said, And just what did you think you were going to do with these? She slammed her fist on the wall and told me to go F off in Italian and stomped off and slammed her door. My nephew stood there, almost in tears. He was scared and upset. He and I had had a wonderful relationship. So I sat him down and told him that everything was okay and not to worry. I would bring him to McDonald's and get him the best happy meal ever. This brightened him up and he went skipping off. The next day, we started our work week. I gave my sister our schedules. I went over everything with her. As my daughter had been premature, there was a little bit of extra care involved. She was a few months old now, but she was very small and had a severe lactose allergy. My sister then mentioned that a friend of hers wanted her to go out and party the next night. I told her that she knew she had to watch the baby. She knew several weeks ahead of time what my schedule was and that she'd agreed to it she said i never get to go anywhere and now that i'm free of that man i want to go party can't you have that guy who lives here watch her i said that guy is our friend he's not in town and it's not his job to watch our daughter it's literally your job you agree to live here rent free to watch her whenever we need it she rolled her eyes and stated this is ridiculous it's one dang night can't you figure something else out I said, if you would like to pay for a babysitter to come over, then fine. But if not, then you will do as you agreed. Fine, she said. Everything went fine the first night. I came home, baby asleep, sister and nephew asleep. Note on the fridge from my husband stating that all seemed good. I go to bed. I'm woken up about three hours later to hear several children screaming and laughing. I get up and go out to the living room to see that I have a house full of children and some of my sister's friends, including the one friend that wanted her to party sitting on the couch and chairs. I immediately said, what in the heck is going on? My sister and her friends look up. One of the friends say, "Uh uh-oh, party police. I grab my sister's arm and pull her to the kitchen. What in the F is going on here? I am trying to sleep. She replies, since i cannot leave i invited my friends over to have some fun i'm really irritated at this point your friends need to leave immediately you did not ask if you could bring all these people here and it's a workday night for us have some freaking respect and you know my daughter can't have a bunch of people around her she's still too vulnerable my sister waves her hand and replies oh give it a god rest She's in her crib. No one's near here and I need my friends. I need to socialize. I haven't been able to have fun in years. I insisted again that her friends leave now. I reminded my sister that no matter what she thinks, this is my house. She stomps off again and asks everyone to leave. I get up to go to work that evening. Everything seems to be fine. My nephew bounces in, happy as always. Thrilled with his Happy Meal toy we got him the other day. My sister brushes past me literally bumping my shoulder i stare at her again she mumbles something under her breath and heads to the kitchen i walk in after her and she turns and stares at me she slams a jar on the counter and immediately starts yelling at me i didn't know i was going to have to watch your dang kid all the time i want to go and do my own thing shocked i asked her at what point did she not understand that she'd be a live-in nanny to watch the baby whenever we were working but that's not the dang point i know what i said but i didn't think you were serious i said fine we'll talk when i get home in the morning from work and figure out where we need to go from here i got my things and i left two hours later i get a call at work from someone identifying themselves as a police officer they're asking me to come home due to an incident at the house i arrive about 30 minutes later to see three police cruisers lights on several officers milling around my home my older sister is standing next to an officer talking and my roommate who appears to have just come back from out of town is talking to another officer my husband is also now arriving back from school a police sergeant walks up to me and asks my name and i tell him who i am he asks me to follow him over to where my sister is While following the officer, I notice a few dozen yards away, the friend my sister wanted to go party with parked in her car, watching. The officer directs me to where my sister is. I wander over and immediately my sister starts yelling at me, How could you do that? How could you just leave her like that? What is wrong with you? I stand frozen, not understanding the situation yet. The officer looks at me and asks me where I've been. I tell him I was at work. The officer asks if I make it a habit to leave my infant alone at home while working. It finally dawns on me what is going on. I tell the officer, absolutely not, never. My sister here was hired to be our live-in nanny and was to be watching her tonight. She watched her last night as well. She has the schedule in detail and we've discussed everything at length. My sister immediately shouts that's a lie. I had no idea you were going to work I was leaving with my friend to go out for the night when I heard the baby cry. I had no idea you left her here I figured you guys had gone out for the night Our roommate and my husband join us My roommate says he came home to find my sister on the phone with the police saying that I had abandoned the baby And my sister's friend was in the house telling her to hurry so they wouldn't miss the drink specials at a local bar My husband goes in the house with an officer, shows him our work schedule on the fridge, my sister's room, and the baby's crib in her room. He then shows him the paper we had her sign with all the agreed to info. Another officer goes over to the car parked down the street and tells the friend to come over. The officer starts to question the friend about the phone call. My sister immediately starts yelling she has nothing to do with this She came here to pick me up and we both heard the baby crying I tell the officer that this is par for the course with my sister. She made all this up My sister again starts screaming at the top of her lungs. This is all a lie I don't know what she's telling you, but it's a lie. I had no idea the baby was here alone And then she starts to fake cry and just as things seem ridiculous enough my nephew is brought out crying, telling the officer holding him, but mummy said it was okay to leave the baby, that auntie would be home soon and we were going to go out. I started to laugh. I almost bent over laughing as my sister reached for her son saying, I, he doesn't know what he's saying, but my nephew just said, "Mummy, don't lie. You said you were going to go play. That was awesome. The look on her face and the officer's faces was priceless. My sister had fabricated this ridiculous story and called the police Also, she didn't have to work and could go out drinking the crib was in her room The work schedule and the signed paper plus out of the mouths of babes My nephew telling his mummy not to lie in front of a half dozen police officers. Yeah, I was annoyed But I was laughing now The officers were pretty angry now too, realizing the situation i told them i wanted my sister off my property she wasn't on the lease they escorted her into the house and had her pack up the few belongings that she came with which wasn't much just clothes hygiene stuff and a few personal knickknacks i walked up to my sister with the signed agreement tore it in half and handed it to her i told her that she was never welcome back and i wanted nothing to do with her ever again she could go with her friend she was escorted off the lawn i told the officers i didn't want to press any charges She had no money and nowhere to go other than her friend that was more than enough the police eventually left My husband roommate and I go and sit in the living room staring at each other. We have no words We just sit for a while the next day my husband is off at work My roommate is sleeping in I take the baby to go to a doctor's appointment and the grocery store Then to stop at my dad's place for a brief visit I left a note on the fridge letting my roommate know where I was Just as I arrive at my dad's he jogs down the driveway and says better go home your roommate calls It takes me about 15 minutes to get home and standing in front of the door is my sister Screaming at the top of her lungs with two police officers on either side of her I drive up and get out of my car My sister immediately tries to rush at me screaming obscenities in italian at me Now we didn't even learn that much growing up, but we can cuss like truckers in italian. The officers stop her My roommate comes around from the backyard having come out of the back door instead of the front where my sister was I ask what the heck is going on? Neighbors are now coming out to see what's going on So my roommate had called the police because my sister tried to kick in the door She said that we had all of her electronic equipment in there and that this was her house and that we illegally removed her When he wouldn't let her in she began kicking and pounding on the door screaming at the top of her lungs my husband had a very nice stereo setup with a multi-disc cd player speakers subwoofers tuner, several dozen cds and more we had a new large tv with several video game consoles vhs players and a bookshelf full of movies and video games yeah by the way you lot comment down below if you know what a vhs player is and if you don't know what a vhs player is try and guess what it is i'm actually interested anyway turns out my sister was attempting to break into the house and steal all of it she was unhinged at this point she was so incensed that spit was flying from her mouth when she was screaming how dare you do this to me these are all my things you stole everything from me you're a liar and a thief telling the police on me i'll get you for this i'm gonna have you evicted i'm calling dad he'll have his brother kick you out you'll be on the streets, on the street you dogs the police ask us if she's on the lease we tell them no and give them the report from last night the officer looks at the reports nods and says oh this is that place uh yeah we heard about this is this the same lady that called in the false report last night i tell him yep same person he then asks if i would like to trespass her and i told him absolutely he turns to her while his partner takes out some papers and starts writing he gives her the spiel regarding the trespass order the officer looks at me and i walk over and quietly say see that car parked two houses down yeah that one Can you issue the driver a trespass order too? That's the other person from last night. He then walks over to that car. They tell my sister, if they have one more incident with her, she will be under arrest. She stomps off down the street to her friend's car, literally screaming at the top of her lungs every obscenity you can imagine in English and Italian. We thank the officers and they take off. I talk to my neighbors and apologize for the trouble. Most of them are elderly and very understanding a retired navy officer next door says that he'll be happy to keep an eye on the house for us when we aren't home i thank him profusely he pats his truck and says your sister is a nut i agreed i head back over to my dad's place to visit and go over the last two days events while my baby is inside sleeping my dad and i go to his garage to do some work on a project car of his now being the only kid of his who knows how to work on cars this is our thing we bust a few knuckles, have a couple drinks, and shoot the poop for a while. A couple hours later, we hear a car screech to a stop in front of his house. He has a very long dirt driveway, so the car was still on pavements. Out jumps my sister, red-faced and fuming mad. She immediately starts stomping down the driveway, fists balled up. My dad and I are sitting on the edge of the car near the engine, hood up, staring at her. She starts screaming. Did she tell you she kicked me and your grandson out on the street? Did she tell you she lied to the police about abandoning her daughter? Did she tell you she called the police on me when I tried to get things she stole from me? I am the victim here, not her. I want her evicted from my uncle's house. I want you to call him now and kick her out. She's got no right to do this to me. No right to be there. My dad looks down at me and I shrug. My sister stops about 30 feet in front of us. She literally starts jumping up and down. I want her kicked out now 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 Seeing a 25 year old woman jumping up and down screaming like a two-year-old was quite the sight. My dad looks at her. My dad can look at you and make your bones freeze. My sister immediately stops He says no, that was it just no He then just turns around and starts working on the car again. I smirks at my sister. Enraged, she starts screaming obscenities at me again. My dad slowly turns around, takes two steps towards her, and in a deep, loud, reverberating voice, says, Basta, which pretty much translates as enough. You will not behave in this manner. You will not talk to your sister until you can be civil. Go away now. You do not disobey my dad ever my sister still red-faced turns around and walks off to the car and gets in her friend revs the engine of her very old beat-up sedan screams f you both and takes off my dad turns around and says well how about some pizza takes another drink and goes back to working on the engine i literally haven't spoken to my sister since this event and my daughter is now 27 well, the first thing that springs to my mind there is that I really hope your nephew is okay because he actually sounded like a pretty good kid. Just has a horrible, horrible mother. Best of luck to him because it's going to be a tough life. Anyway, the first 18 years that is. But hey, hopefully you can get through it. Seems like a nice kid. You get on well, maybe just take him away from his mum at some point or, or don't do that, but you know, help him out. I mean, to be fair, I'm just looking through the comments and someone has said, can I ask what happened to your nephew? Because obviously this was a long time ago. I hope he wasn't too traumatized and had escaped relatively unscathed from his entitled mom, Opie replied, he is a fantastic man and he grew up just fine. That's amazing. Head chef at a restaurant, Kids of his own We talk all the time And he comes out to visit From time to time Phenomenal news Could not have asked For anything more I tell you what This is the good thing About stories that are really old Like how long ago Did this happen Over 20 years ago And um yeah Now we know the result Brilliant Ah and here we go Someone has asked What happened to your sister Must have an inkling To know a bit I completely agree So she lives In a very small town Back east And is still the same Always scheming To find the easy way Out of being an adult Last I heard She was trying to figure out A way to get on disability So she didn't Didn't have to work So just a terrible person really Yeah we knew that already Fair enough It's pretty crazy though How in like 20 years she just hasn't changed at all why surely at some point you have a little bit of you know self-reflection you're like oh actually i'm not been the greatest person over the last two decades who knows and there we go guys that is going to do it for my longest video ever by a country mile over 10 hours of purely entitled parent stories if you are still watching now and you've watched the entirety of this video or listened to it in the background or whatever you've done then first of all why that's my question 10 hours of putting yourself through this unbelievable But seriously, I salute you. A fair play. Uh, Thank you so much. I appreciate it massively. That was a long one. I've always wanted to do that. I wanted to do just like a really long purely entitled parents video and now we've done it you know over 10 hours of purely entitled parent stories insane i hope that you haven't gone insane by listening to all of those but hey good stuff if you did enjoy it and you somehow want even more entitled parent stories i've put a couple of movies on screen that are you know two hours plus if you haven't already had your fix of entitled parents and you need even more check them out here if you are new to the channel hit this button and subscribe if you haven't subscribed after 10 hours of stories then um what's wrong with you and third of all